stiff arms of crap after <laughs> Draco Batch right there. Fighting through contact, fighting through drop into line, being a double team, multiple moves stacked into one. Just a play of pure domination. This is actual film, this is actual football talk. It's a football show, we're supposed to football, not storylines. And you are listening to another edition, the 58th edition of TOJ Film Room, uh, with just the season a couple of days away. It's Wednesday, so we got a. I said only about five, four or five more days left until the uh, kickoff. Um, really, really excited to be there. It's going to be absolutely bonkers. Um, if you are there, please do not be on your phones and cheer on the Jets. This is, this should be the biggest home field advantage they've had. Um, probably since 2010, 2011. So I'm really excited to see how loud it can get because even when Jets sucked and 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, the, the home opener was relatively loud. So I'm really excited to see what it's going to be. It's most likely going to be pretty close to sold out. So definitely excited to do that. Um, before we get into the game predictions and all that stuff, which will be tomorrow or the next day with Marcus Coleman, um, today is going to be the 53-man roster. So you're going to have probably two shows in two days. Um, like I said, it's depending on if Marcus can do it tomorrow or the next day. So you'll have this show today, and then, like I said, in another day or two, you'll have uh, basically Marcus's um, kind of thoughts about the entire uh, you know off season and the signings and what he thinks about the, the coaches and you know et cetera. And then we'll talk about the game, look at both rosters, we'll give our predictions, um, everything like that. Um, before we get into the show, I'll do the quick housekeeping. Joe RB31 on Twitter. Um, I've been trying to, I haven't been as active on there cause I'm trying to chug along with film right now. I'm not going to be able to get everything out. I'm going to do as best I can, um, to just get some stuff done on here today to show the, the listeners or, or the YouTube, you know, viewers, and then I'll get people on Twitter to come on here and watch it. Um, and as far as Khalil too, I didn't get the Khalil review done. I got it done on turn the jets.com. So you type in Joe Blewett, uh, Khalil turn the jets. You'll get the entire 50 something play review there, or you can go on my Twitter at Joe RB 31 go into my moments section and then you'll get all all the plays laid out there with a with a 240 character description of, what, of what's happening in that play if you want to watch it for yourself uh toj space film space room on itunes uh reviews are always appreciated like i said you know nothing this week um but five stars and a review is, is fantastic we're closing in on 50 so i really appreciate getting the 50 um and maybe to 100 after the before the season ends uh youtube is just toj film room Patreon's always there. It's on my Twitter. It's on my. It's it's below the description of the YouTube channel and on iTunes. So if you're ever so willing to uh, to donate anything, that'd be fantastic. Helps me out a lot with different things to run the show. The show does cost money to do. Um, but getting into the game, which will be relatively quick. It's only 16 plays. So I want to get through that so I can I can show you some film on some guys that you guys have not seen before who who did make the roster. Um, but the Jets did win uh, six to. Um, zero in MetLife Stadium against the Eagles in that final game. Nobody really played, obviously, of of note. Uh, there obviously was some some young guys who who did play well, who we will highlight in those you know 15, 16 plays that I do have. Um, but starting off for my number three stud of the game because the Jets did win. Um, like I said, some of these guys I'm just going to skim right through them because I don't want to. I'm not going to show too much film because it is the fourth preseason game. I'm sure people don't even care about it at this point. Um, about a week later. So uh, Bellamy, I gave him the number three, uh, 52 yards on five receptions. Um, he played pretty well. You could tell that he is a higher level player than the that backup players who were out there. And I think it's kind of funny that people didn't see him do a ton in the in the offseason. So they automatically assume that he's a scrub and he can't do 
anything. Listen, a guy in the NFL who's been around and been getting, you know, four or 500 yards when he's been called upon uh, with teams like the Bears, you know, is he, is he Julio Jones? Is he a top flight receiver? Is he even a, a, a really important role player as a receiver? No, but you can't just, you can't just act like a guy like Deontay Thompson or Burnett or any one of these guys can replace a guy who's proven it in the NFL. So um, I don't think that's been too smart. So I think people have been a little bit down on Bellamy. I think he's a decent receiver. Um, would I want him as a five or six more than a four for sure? Uh, I'm still surprised that the Jets have not signed a, a receiver, um, whether it be, you know, a couple of weeks ago going after Crabtree or, you know, looking at a guy um, like Pierre Garçon or looking at a guy like Demarius Thomas who signed back with the Patriots. I don't, I don't like him at four, but I still think people are being a little bit too hard on him. Um, I'm going to say my second guy. Let me pull up um, the game so I could, I could cue this up while I'm kind of delaying right here. Um, the second guy, my second stud, is even though he didn't have good stats, uh, only four for 17, uh, four rushes for 17 yards. But overall, I was impressed with uh, with Trenton Cannon. Um, his, like I said, I'm not a big stats guy. I don't think people, a lot of people who look at the stat sheet would say, oh, yeah, this guy is, is playing really well. Um, but he just looks like, and obviously he didn't play a ton this game, and it was kind of, that's, that's when you stole the writing on the wall was this game when he only played like the first, you know, he only had a couple of runs. And then Elijah McGuire got a lot of the, garbage time type uh type runs it's because you know Trenton Cannon is is obviously um going to be making the roster so uh, but like I said he, he just looked he looked a lot different in these in these last couple of games and just just run an inside zone to the weak side right here to the top of the screen and you get some penetration number 65 throws an absolutely terrible block as a left tackle which I believe is Smith who's not on the team anymore any any capacity I don't believe um so he has to bend it a little bit um, to the inside to avoid that the penetrator through the B gap. You'd see him staying patient, scanning the defensive line, and instead of the Trent Cannon of a couple of weeks ago, and I'm not saying he's a completely different running back, he would just duck his head into here and just try to turn forward for two, three yards. But I like how he stays patient. He gets his shoulders kind of more upright and drops his hips a little bit, so he's allowed to cut where he usually just runs right into the line, like I said, um, staying light on his feet right here and reading the defense. Then he eventually penetrates – um, you know, through the through a backside gap and is able to shoot forward, you know. And another good thing is, too, he, he's little and he's, he's, you know, he's able to fight through contact right here and, and get another two, three, four yards right there. So actually almost five. So really good hard run by him, uh, fighting through some contact. And good job, you know, like I said, dropping his hips, reading the defense, staying patient, avoiding penetration. So this is a really impressive run that I saw. Um, also a good job by, by Wesco right here on the bottom, who's been playing – uh, he hasn't showed up in the stat sheet as well. You know, the, for the stat sheet, people who I, I, I tell them that they hump the stat sheets now. Uh, I think it's one of my new, you know, more favorite um, phrases to go to. He's not making a huge impact for those guys, but he lays some good blocks right here. You see him get his right hand into the defensive end's, um, you know, chest and, and help Tomlinson, you know, cover the, the interior gap. And then he moves to the second level, throws a block on the, on the linebacker and, and shoves, uh, you know, gets him out of the way. So, uh, good job by by Wesco. Good job by Trenton Cannon right there. So Trenton Cannon did get up or did get my number two, um, and I think my number one is going to be quite obvious. To be completely honest, um, Blake Cashman six tackles, one tackle for loss. Uh, he played you know fantastic this game. Um, there was a few plays where people didn't really know what they were watching, so they got a little bit overhyped. But I'll I'll, I'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, I, th- I believe this was the like the second play of the game. Um, right here, it was, and you have you have you have um, Cash right here, who's on the man coverage on the running back, and they run another one of these concepts. But you see a lot of a lot of it in preseason, where they're run, when they're running like this, 
this this pick in a wheel or the rub wheel. And Cashman does a good job. One, I like his I like his eyes here. That's the first thing I like. And I always I talk a lot about eyes and guys not noticing stuff. You'd see as he sees the the um, the running back breaking out, you see his eyes immediately go to the flat to see if there's anything um, you know going to, to to rub him or pick him, which he doesn't see anything. And then another good thing is too here, which is like I said, people, a lot of people don't notice his stuff, but um, he avoids that or he see he checks that. I like how he gets his hips square and his hips are not just opening to the, to the outside because if he was running an angle right here and his hips were open to the outside, he would got burned easily inside. So I really liked how he got outside, flipped his hips, got himself square so he could play. He could play either way. And then as he starts working on the sideline, that's when he starts running with them, uh, stays in his hip pocket, and the quarterback overthrows the ball. But, but Cashman would have been able to play through the hands unless there was a fantastic catch. So good job by him with all in all those aspects on that play. So that was definitely a positive play from Cashman early in this game. Um, this is the next play I was talking about where people were, set, were saying, oh, well, he really read the defense, and this was a great uh, pickup on the screen. Listen, it was a good pickup on a screen, but if you don't – if you you had to notice the Jets' defense, they're in they're – in, they're in man coverage, so he had the running back, um, and this could have been a. This could have been a. Uh, no, no, he had the running back. He had, he had the running back all the way. You could see, you could see, man, 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 man. It's probably cover one, so he had the running back. So it's not like he was in his own coverage, and he and he picked up the screen where he saw the, you know, he saw the offensive lineman releasing. Um, this was his guy. So, but it was still a good job closing. You're going to see right here. Good job closing distance on him right there. That little distance that he closed, keeps churning his feet, gets his legs wrapped up. Good play by him there um, on that play, you know, as as well. I got a couple more plays of him. Let's see, the forced fumble that he had, which, again, for whatever reason, I'm always getting the opposing team's broadcast angles on this um, instead of the Jets. So I always get, like, these stupid Philadelphia Eagles interviews or the Saints interviews or Falcons interviews, and they don't show good replays because, listen, if you're the, you're the broadcast team for – CBS seven in, in Philadelphia. I don't know what it's called. You're not going to show a lot of, a lot of jets highlights. So um, there's been certain plays where I've seen it on the, or I've, I've seen that I, I, I saw it on the jets broadcast where it was like, okay, Robbie Anderson ran that really good route against Marshawn Lattimore. They showed multiple angles of it when it was the jets broadcast, but because I'm watching the saints broadcast, I wasn't able to see it again. So um, I'm getting screwed a little bit with that, but it doesn't matter because the film is coming out soon. So that's, that's a good thing. Um, but Cashman does a good job here, um, and he, he just penetrates. And he basically said after the game that he, that he was told on some of these plays where he, if he sees any gap, just fill that gap because somebody either a lead, a lead blocker is coming through there, whatever it may be, um, and the Eagles run this. Uh, they actually run a, a, a wham run right here um, as, as they wham block, the, uh, which looks like Phillips on the inside, and Cashman's able to shoot an interior gap, uh, put his head down, and it pops the ball out. Um, which gets returned back for, you know, a, a good chunk of change by uh, Luvu. You're going to see him right here, just lowers helmet, that helmet pops the ball out, um, you know, uh, in conjunction, in conjunction with, the, with the hit that he, that he lays on uh, Smallwood. So good hit by them, him there. Good job just seeing a hole, filling it. Um, very, very good play. Next play, it's more simple. I, I just wanted to note it when I was watching it. It's just some of the speed he has. He's going to be on man coverage on this tight end, I believe. And it's just it's just showing his his speed to to match guys and stay in their hip pockets. He and this was the funny thing was I remember coming out and uh, I heard okay he's just an average average speed he's not really a sideline a sideline guy. That's one of the first things I noticed that he is he's now he's not he's not Telvin Smith or Deion Jones but he is definitely a plus athlete. 
Um, and I think he's been, he's been solid in coverage. I've already been hearing people who I'm not going to name any names who have said he's bar none, the best, the, the Jets best coverage linebacker. If you have watched Cashman and you think he's the best coverage linebacker over Mosley, um, when he's just doing simple man coverage on tight ends, running drag routes, um, and wheel routes, that's, that's a little bit easier over a guy like Mosley, who is able to dissect different concepts, you know, um, in his zones and, and he's able to be flooded with different uh, off, you know, offensive players going into his zones and he's able to dissect that correctly. And you think that Cashman's good, good or better than him because he can run faster. Uh, let's, let's pump the brakes on that. That a film does not say that at all. Um, I like Cashman in coverage, but to say he's better than Mosley already, I think is nothing short of absurd. So if you've heard that, that's when you know that a guy does not know what they're talking about, to be completely honest. I'm, just gonna be, I'm, I'm here to be honest. I don't like hearing bigger type people spout out things or because then people believe it no matter what. And uh, the film does not lie. A lot of these guys don't watch film. One, they don't know how to watch film too. So um, let's, let's not get crazy there on, on that one. Mosley is still the best Jets coverage linebacker by far at this point. Uh, Cashman's a guy who don't want to ask to, you don't want to ask him to think a lot. Um, but when he's asked to think and, and dissect, you know, zone or, or dissect concepts and zone coverage and who he's supposed to take and who he shouldn't take, et cetera, not getting sub- sucked up by play action, not getting manipulated by the quarterback's eyes. He still struggles in those areas. Um, those are areas that CJ Mosley does not, you know, struggle in. So let's, let's, uh, let's pump the brakes. So with that being said, not to make myself look like a douche, but this was a good coverage rep from him. Um, you have you have man coverage right here. Man, 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 man. Most likely cover one, unless I'm not going to count all these guys, but it's most likely cover one. Um, good job by Cashman staying over top of it. I always talk about hips being square. His hips are square. His, hip, his, his feet might be a little bit inactive for me. I like to see a little bit more of foot fire overall from him because at this point, because his feet are inactive, you see him kind of off balance right here just a little bit. So I like to see him stay a little bit more in front of that with more active feet, but still he's able to get his hands in front of the guy um, within that five-yard five contact window. <clears throat> so good job by him. Let me just clear my throat. Um, I'm able to mute my mic so you didn't have to hear that, but getting a little bit raspy. <clears throat> This weekend was crazy. If you ever, uh, well, I'm not gonna tell you the town I work in. If you know, then you know. But if you do know, you can look. You can just Google my town that I worked in, and you see that we had quite a few events happening <clears throat> as a police officer this week. So I was yelling at a lot of people, not just being like a jerk cop, but uh, controlling traffic with hundreds and hundreds of people trying to, you know, go into places that they're not supposed to. <clears throat> you got to yell a little bit. So apparently my throat's not or my my throat's not back my uh voice not back but good job by him staying square like i said a little bit more active feet gets his hands on with that contact window um is able to match him stay on top of him and he yeah he wasn't there for the ball this was this was third and eight so he just had to make the tackle at this point so even if he called you just have to make the tackle but good job staying over top of it um so i i i do i do like that rep from from cashman uh the next play or the next guys i'll talk about um We'll go quickly on um, – oh, that's why. Okay, so he – the third one is Elijah McGuire, um, who, to be completely honest, and I've talked about it with Kyle Smith before on the show. I've talked about it on the show even without Kyle Smith. I think what you had with McGuire was a guy who had decent ability, 
even if he had the ability of a number three, I think the offensive line last year was so damn poor that it made him look like a really bad player when he's not a bad player. Um, so I, I think he got a little bit of unfair criticism. I think he still could be a number solid three or, or a solid number three or four. I don't think he's a two yet, um, but I think he was unfairly criticized. If you're if you're an average player running behind a terrible offensive line, you're going to look bad. You know, there's there's it, it, he wasn't really afforded any any extra yards. He had to create everything for himself. So I thought that was I think he's a hate a little bit. Um, I'm not gonna say if he made the roster or not. Obviously, you guys know if he made the roster or not, but I'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, my number. Uh, two dud of the game. He was my number three. Uh, Ja'Kai Polite, a guy who obviously, obviously did not make the roster. Um, now, I have a couple of different thoughts on this. I want to get through the film and the stuff that's really important. Like guys who are on a team, I'll, I'll, say, I'll say a little bit of short stuff. Um, listen, he's a third-round pick, not by this regime, so this regime had no connections to him. Um, and I think there's, I think there's good sides of this and bad sides of this. There's good sides of this showing that they, they, they don't give a crap who you are and they'll cut you at the same time. Um, listen, now people are going to say, okay, you know, kind of bend your defense around the best players. But if Greg, one, he's not one of the best players, he's a rookie and he's not trying. And clearly he had over a hundred thousand dollars in fines of from tardiness, missing practices, things like that, which, you know, if you, if you look at a guy who they took a risk on in the third round, who was already having those problems with his attitude, with being late, with being lazy, with, with being fat, to be completely honest. And now he's missing practices. Um, he's missing meetings. He's not showing effort. Um, is he going to offer anything to your team anyway? Now, would I like to see them keep him, you know, for maybe another year and try to get out of him? Sure. But am I going to go crazy about it? No, not to be completely honest. No, because the Jets are trying to build a, cult, a culture. And I'm not just saying this as a biased Jets fan, but if you're getting a guy who's a fat, lazy piece of crap, who's missing meetings and not even trying when he already had a lot of questions coming out of the draft, I don't care, you know? So, um, I, but at the same time, would I like to see him work out? Yes. And maybe they keep him for another potentially, but Listen, if you're not going to fit what Gray Williams wants to do, which I think he actually had a little bit more coverage and run-stopping ability than some people give him credit for, to be completely honest. But if you're not going to give effort, you're going to be fat, like I said, and all that stuff, then, then you know, good riddance to you. And there's it's clear signs that the Jets didn't say anything good about him and nobody was really high on him you know, during the draft process in the preseason because he didn't even get claimed by another team. He went on a practice squad of Seahawks, so nobody even wanted him on their active roster. So the fall from grace for – for Ja'Kai Polite going from a potential top 15, top 20 pick to a third-round pick to being on a practice squad and cut by a team in, in three months. Um, this is one of the most intriguing things you've seen. And like I said, this would look a lot worse if Joe Douglas drafted him and this happened. Obviously, you've already heard by now that the room was split on him with guys like Adam Gase and McCagney, I believe, wanting him, and then guys like Greg Williams not wanting him. So it seems like Greg Williams is not happy with the, with the pick, and he might have wanted to make him try to do everything. They didn't really tend to him, but – um, for a guy who, you know, here at Florida, oh, we always had those problems and he needs a player coach. Listen, man, you're, you're, you're a full grown adult. If you, if you need people to baby you and coddle you and tell you how freaking good you are, I don't want you on my team. To be completely honest, he wasn't going to offer anything to this team. The guy's going to be a bust unless he can, light, you know, light hair on his ass on fire, which is clearly not going to happen. You'd think that after the, the draft process and what happened to him and losing millions of dollars that he would, it would light a, light a fire under his ass. But, uh, Whatever, this guy's a bum. Um, I'm really, really disappointing. Really upset with Polite. A little bit upset with the Jets coaches. It's, it's more, it's more on McCag than anybody else. But um, what, a, what a bad pick this was. And uh, on this play on the bottom edge right here, and this is one of the plays where I saw, I was like, I was like, this is just a missed tackle, like lack of effort right here, where you see the the offensive lineman who blocked him is going to go block Cashman because he thinks Cashman has an angle on him. And he kind of just, he, he kind of just lets up, like, like you're gonna see him, you see him running right here, and he, it's. 
kind of just ducks his head into the guy, just expects the guy to fall down. There's no real tackle for him. He doesn't really, he doesn't really drive through his feet. He kind of just lowers his, his arm into him. Uh, I saw that. I was like, is he really trying on this play? And I, I saw, I said this before, this is where I recorded it before he even got cut. I was like, it doesn't look like he gave effort on this play. So um, what he showed on the practice field, what he showed on game tape was, was terrible. Um, now there was some flashes of that speed and that bend, but if you're not going to try guys like Vernon Golston, you know, had, had speed and bend and a lot more athletic ability than many draft picks coming out. And, you know, even nowadays. So, um, you have to have it behind the ears. You have to have their work ethics. So, uh, what a bum that guy was Bertolette, uh, four of five on field goals, uh, missed multiple field goals. He got my number one. Um, he's obviously off the team right now, so I'm not going to spend too much more time on him or any guys who are off the team. Uh, good from the offense. Uh, Luke Falk, I think he uh, looked okay. A lot of checkdowns. He looked better than Webb, who had two interceptions. Uh, Falk is now on the um, – he's now on the practice squad, so he earned that spot over, over Webb. So he battled him out for it. Webb was, was just absolutely terrible. Um, Valentine Holmes is another guy. He didn't do too much with running the ball at all. I think he actually got zero yards, but he had five receptions, 55 yards. And there's some people who you are know, already writing this guy off like, oh, yeah, well, he's just on that – you know, he, he might just be on that spot or on the practice squad because of the exempt spot for the, the connection program that they have between rugby and, and football or whatever it may be where he's – they have – you know, teams have 10 spots with that, with that exemption. They have 11 spots. And so he would have been on the practice squad no matter what. But I think even if he wasn't an Australian player, I think he might be a player they kept on the practice squad anyway. Because, you know, especially for a guy who just started playing football, he has some good bursts. He has some good contact bounce. He runs hard. He's able to catch the ball. He's, he's, he's looking like a, not like a lost dog out there. And for, for him to do that after one season of playing or one preseason of playing football, one training camp, um, I'm excited to see what he could be you know, next year. Maybe if Powell retires, he's, he's your third or fourth running back. I, I, I like this player. Um, and on, right here, he's on the bottom of the screen. He gets flexed out. Uh, it's, it's obviously man coverage. The linebacker flexes out with him. And he runs a, a fade route um, from the bottom of the screen as the Jets run like a, like a streak seam. And, you know, at first, listen, you, do you want him to catch this ball at first? Yes, but he, he drops the ball. Um, so good job looking in. Obviously, you want to see cleaner hands right there and catch it, but really good concentration right here to, to nab it while keeping your feet in bounds. A lot of people, like at this point, they get lost with their feet and just step out of bounds. But good job, good awareness by him to, to keep his feet in bounds while tracking that ball. So really nice play by him. Like I said, overall throughout preseason, he impressed me more than I, I personally thought he would, I'll be honest. So a good job by, by – um, Valentine Holmes, you know, you know, second on this roster. So good job by him for sure. A um, couple other guys, uh, Deontay Thompson, he's not on the team anymore, but I thought overall in preseason, I think he looked better um, than both, than both Dorch and, uh, you know, than uh, Burnett, who doesn't say much because neither of those guys are on the team anymore. Um, even though I would like to see Burnett sign to the practice squad, he's not, uh, he might've signed somewhere else. I'm not sure. Um, overall, I thought Adoga looked good this game. Uh, he had a bad player too, but I think throughout preseason, he's, he definitely gets a thumbs up a plus for this preseason. Um, he, he might take over Shell's job because he already has cleaner technique than Shell. Um, I'm going to be honest. Uh, Shell has more physical tools, but technique is, is, is more than, is more than physical tools in, in the NFL for the most part. Obviously there's, you know, circumstances that are, that are, uh, that can go against that. But that's very, that's very few and far between to be completely honest for an average player, um, for even a guy who's very strong, um, you have to be an elite athlete to, for that to kind of take over, uh, not be able to have good technique, but it's, it's, that's few and far between because all these guys are elite athletes. So to be an elite athlete among the elite athletes, it's kind of, it's kind of rare. So, um, Adogo's looked good. I, I definitely am impressed with him. Uh, Wesco overall blocking. He hasn't done anything. I don't know if he's had one catch to be completely honest, but overall blocking, 
Um, he's looked really good. He changed his number for fit from 47 to 85. I kind of liked him at 47. I'm not going to lie. Um, but he changed his number. Um, Adoga looked good. So that's two rookies who look good. Obviously, Polite looked like ass. Quinton Williams has looked good this preseason. Uh, who actually had to change his he had to change his number because there's kids like trying to FaceTime him outside of the team bus and he actually gave the kids his number and was FaceTiming kids, which he he, he is he is loved in the NFL already. He's a great freaking dude. It really is awesome. Um Simeon. Simeon only I think he went five for five. Uh he only played one drive, but he had a he had a really good game. I know he's playing backups and things like that, but um play action right here. He he's reading the defense. He sees that the that the linebackers get sucked sucked up by that play action. Um you know, nice spiral on the ball, nice hands catch by, by Bellamy right there. Good location. So, um, good job right here. It looks like it's, it's probably, it looks like a sale, a uh, sale concept. Yeah. It's probably a sale concept. Um, so good job by him. Good location. Um, gets to the bottom of his hitch, hitches up, boom, throws the ball, nice delivery, nice location for sure. So good job by him with contact in his face. And this is one of the bad Adoga blocks where, I see this problem with Adoga. So, so he has some technique issues. Obviously, like I said, it's not it's not perfect. It is cleaner than than shells. I don't want to see this two hand punch, especially when there's distance close on you. Two hand punches are more for interior offensive line when you're in tighter quarters. When you're outside, that really it locks your hips forward, and that's why guys are able to get around you. If you don't land those hands, you're putting yourself in really dangerous territory. Um, and because of that, he's kind of you know forced to to open his hips, and then the guy bends the bends the corner and gets the hit. So, watch the two handed punch there, especially on the edges. Um, but good job with, with pressure in his face, getting rid of that ball. Only one more play of Simeon. I know people don't want to see Simeon play at all this year, um, which I'm hoping he doesn't, obviously. Um, one more throw. This is a good play by Deontay Thompson where he worked up the sideline right here and then worked back to he, – he actually worked on what was a, a comeback. Good good little route right here too. Um, one, two, three break drive so um that's a, that's a decent route it wasn't the best of our scene but it was decent um Simeon feels some pressure from from the right side and in the interior he rolls out to the to the right so rolling out to the to the I mean rolling out to the left and throwing with the right hand is not an easy throw a little bit of a sidearm right there where he alters that angle alters that angle to throw the ball and uh hits him on you know Thompson on the sideline with nice velocity nice spin so nice little throw there from Simeon for sure um other guys who played good from the, this time from the defense, um, Phillips, Kyle Phillips, undrafted free agent who, who earned himself a roster spot. And we'll get into the 53-man roster and talk about that. But just for now, from talking about Phillips, five tackles, uh, you know, two sacks. Um, he was a guy who played himself onto the roster this preseason. I think his game might be a little bit overhyped, to be completely honest. I think most of his sacks are a little bit more cleanup type things um, than actually just him doing what, you know, what he was going to do. Like, for, for example, on this play, Fado Kasi, who earned himself onto the roster, who, listen, he's an interesting defensive player. He, he is a late-round draft pick. He really played really well the first two games. The last two games he slowed down a little bit, but – for as late of a pick as he is, he's developed, and I think he's going to get better and better. It might be a nice rotational lineman for the Jets, you know, this year and going to the future. And good play by him here, getting low, getting his hands inside. You see him, ex you see him extend that circular force right here. That it's it's both your your back muscles, your chest, um, triceps, but it's it's that circular force that kind of push him inside as as he lifts this guy. Which if you're looking, it's right here versus the versus the right guard. If you if you got lost there for a second, I've people said they got lost sometimes. Extends it. And then as that guy gets shocked back and he's not going to be able to get back onto Fadokasi again, he transitions into his right, right hand. That's, that's, really good, that's really good hands right there. That's good technique. So lift with that circular force at the same time kind of, extend, 
drive, 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 and he almost gets the he just misses the sack right here. And uh, you ha- you have Phillips on the on the top, who's like an edge type player, he's like a four eye to a you know to a five, maybe a six or a seven. Um, gives a little hesitation into like a into like a double swipe. He obviously gets gets you know shot right in the chest, which if it's a good left tackle, he's not going to buy him right here. But uh, <clears throat> um, he's able to fight through and get the sack right there. So. Good job by both of those players. Um, good job by Phillips overall this preseason, earning himself onto the roster. Um, moving on to the other guys, uh, Kindred is a guy who didn't make the roster as well. So there's a couple. There's a couple of of signings or, or cuts that I really did not like. And and Kindred, um, oops, I pulled the wrong play. Let me get the uh, Kindred is one of the ones I really did not um, like. Oh, it's played too. Sorry. So I think he's a guy who offered some versatility to this to this. This linebacking core, I get they. I guess they wanted McClellan or whatever his name is, um, as the you know special teams guy. But you have all different types of guys. You have Mosley, who's all around. You have Cashman, who's a who's a blitzer and a coverage guy, or or a blitzer and like he's he's a cover he's a, he's a coverage guy. But he, um, and then you have Hewitt, who is a power runner type guy, and then Kindred's a guy who is smaller than all those guys, faster, more aggressive, and a really good blitzer, and he showed really good coverage skills in, in man coverage on, on tight end. So I, I, I liked him a lot. I liked his tape. I thought he had familiarity with with, uh, with Greg Williams, or he did. I thought that would help or aid in his chances to make the 53-man roster. This is one of the cuts I did not like. I'm, I would rather have him over another defensive lineman, over Shepard, over um, you know some other guys that they kept, the 10th offensive lineman. So... I, I um oh sorry this is the this is the, I'm not th- I'm I'm talking about I was talking about Burgess there that's another guy I did not like the cut Kindred was another one so Kindred and Burgess sorry I was I was talking about Burgess there so everything that you just heard about that just just put that on to Burgess what I'll say later Kindred is a guy who I did the film review on I I, I was gonna I wrote some notes on him I was gonna share it more with you um he's he's kind of the same type of guy I was just talking about with Burgess where you don't want him in zone coverage you don't want him you can, he can play deep zone coverage but you don't want him thinking too much you don't want palms and replacements and cones you just want him being in simple coverages deep or or more shallows more shallow basic zones um but in man coverage he was good um now if you're talking about bigger tight ends if he had to play like a Gronkowski if he was still around or Jared Cooks like the bigger I don't know actually how big Jared Cooks to be really honest but bigger tight ends so he might get tossed around a little bit but the more shifty guys like you know maybe like the I'm not and I'm not saying he can cover Zach Ertz or Kelsey one on one but those type of guys I think he'd be better on so he offered something to the safety group where obviously and I'm talking about depth pieces obviously Adams and making both do both of those things but Rontez Miles is not a good man coverage guy um and uh, Farley is—he's a—he's a decent man coverage guy, but he doesn't have the speed. Where Kindred had really good speed, really good man coverage skills, but not a great zone guy. So I liked him. Um, to be completely honest, I would rather have Kindred over Rontez Miles. Clearly, they—they they just named Rontez Miles a captain. They liked a lot what they saw from him, but I'm not too big a fan of that move. I've seen a lot of Rontez Miles over the last six, seven years, and I don't think he offers a ton to the team. To be completely honest, minus leadership, special teams, in, in the run game, but. That's not where the NFL, you know, where the NFL is going. So I don't love the this this move, uh, getting rid of Kindred. But Kindred on the he's on the edge right here, not on the edge, but he's uh, in the box right here, and he shoot, he sees the run coming. You can see him hesitate. You can see him hesitate, hesitate, hesitate. As soon as he sees the ball get into the hands, you can see that big left step right there. Uh, shoots through the um, through the A B gap. Shoots through the B gap. Makes a tackle for a loss. So he's a good blitzer. He's only two hundred. Uh, well, no, I don't actually. Not, I don't think he's really light. I think he's. I think he's in an average range, but he's super aggressive, uh, good blitzer. 
um, plays with his hair on fire, big-time hitter. So um, I don't like that they got rid of him, to be completely honest. Other than that, uh, from the defense, Burgess was the other guy I was just talking about who I think played well this game. I think he played well in preseason. He had a couple tackles for loss. He had a pick six. Good man coverage guy, good blitzer as well. So two guys who are familiar with Greg who, who didn't make the roster, which I did not love. Um, you're going to see him right here. So he's on, the, he's on the edge right here. Looks like he's most likely going to be man coverage versus the, versus the, uh, the tight end, and he sees the running play coming. He, he stacks the tight end, gets his hands inside. You can see him drop his anchor a little bit right there like, like as he hops back. Uh, hops back to, to hold himself up. He's lighter. He's like 220 for for middle linebacker, outside linebacker. So he's definitely a light guy, but um, he plays aggressively. So hands inside, gets his eyes on the backfield, scrapes down the line of scrimmage, finds the running back. As soon as the running back kind of gets in, into that contact window where he can where he can make the tackle, he you see him torque torque back, pull and and kind of like rip through a little bit right there. So good job by him stacking, extending, and pulling and pulling himself through right there making the tackle, you know, for, for a one, two yard gain. So really good play by, by uh, Burgess didn't like that cut either. So um, other than that, Lange, he had a good play or two. I had one play of him. Let's see. He's on the edge right here, top of the edge. And he's a guy who was a, he did not expect him to make the roster. He, he played the Patriots for a couple of years. He's a, he's a, he's a quasi veteran at this point. I, I don't think he's too old, but I don't think he's not too young either. Um, the Eagles run a counter OF, and he is obviously collapsing down the, on, on the run. Um, he meets the pulling le- uh, left guard, lowers his shoulder, extends with his right hand, extends again. So I, I really like how he's one. He's, he's willing to, to lower his shoulder right here, lower the boom to a te- to a offensive lineman, probably has sixty pounds on him. Shocks him backwards as he's reading the running back. He sees that the. Uh, the right or the left guard is coming out back to block him. Gets extension, disengages, finds a tackle. That was a. If I play this in full speed, you see, I'm really impressive. This is a really impressive, impressive play by him. So, good job by him. Um, he fought his way onto the roster, as you um, may well know. Um, another guy, Marcus Cooper, was a guy who I did not like that cut. To be completely honest, either. Um, I think he played decently well with the. Cardinals last year the Lions he didn't play a ton. Um, after those injuries, how bad he played with the Cardinals in 2017, he looked like a solid, you know, number four, number five. Um, I don't necessarily think the other guys that they've kept are that. And I also don't think keeping five corners is necessarily the smartest thing in the world. But that's what they decided to do. Um, this play again, it's hard to it's hard to tell what exactly it was. It looked like it was most likely um, is obviously it was zone coverage. It could have been cover cover three maybe. And what happens here as Kofusi on the edge, on the bottom edge right there, uh, makes, you know, the, the quarterback step up in the pocket. Good job by him almost getting pressure. It delays, you know, the quarterback from throwing the ball a little bit. So Cooper most likely was, was bailing, and then the quarterback broke backwards to the quarterback, whether that be designed by route or because he saw him scrambling around. Uh, Cooper was able to make up that ground, and he jumped the pick. So it probably wasn't as nice of a pick as everybody thought. Now, if he dropped back through the ball here and it was a pick, that would be much more impressive than him rolling out and throwing a bad throw. But still overall – He's able to, to jump the route, um, make the interception, and you're seeing a, nice, you know, a pretty nice hands catch, kind of. Take the ball away from, the, uh, from the, the, the wide receiver. I'm surprised he didn't make it as well, but it's what they're trying to do, go younger guys who have maybe more upside. Um, last guy from the defense who I'll mention is Kafusi, who played well this entire preseason. 
guy who who definitely made the or, or definitely deserved to to um to make the roster. So um, he is right here, so you guys can see right here um, as the four four I looks like he doesn't look like he's much of a five, and he rushes against the center who steps up to block him, um, and you're just gonna he disengages that. And this is could could uh, could try to or could should no 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 let me start that again should kind of there you go uh, be a tell that's going to be a a screen pass with the center acting like he does um, and you're gonna see him kind of just just pick it up eventually and changes changes direction and use his length to to make a tackle for loss so um, he's played pretty well other than that bad from the um, offense, uh, Tomlinson, you know, he had a few catches, but obviously he's on the roster anymore. I think the Giants picked him up. One of the catches he did have, of course, he fumbles it because he's just not very good, to be completely honest. Um, Webb looked terrible, like I said. And then McGuire getting the garbage time runs were not good, um, obviously, for him. So uh, I'm going to go – I'm going to use I'll, – I'll, I'll, I, will, I will credit these guys so they don't, you know, see this show and do it uh, – I'm using NJ.com right here to pull up the 53-man roster. We will look at the roster together. Um, let me share Safari. All right. This is just so I don't have to write it all down. Um, all right. So, Donald and Simeon, and I'll go through the, the guys here who are very obvious. And like I said, I'm going to pull up some film of some of the other guys who you don't know. Um, but I didn't put up on Twitter either, so it's 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 worthwhile to um, kind of watch this. Um, no surprise at Darnold, no surprise at Simeon, no surprise at them keeping three quarterbacks or only keeping two quarterbacks. Um, if they if they if Donald goes down, they're screwed anyway. If he goes down at that point, you just sign uh, you just sign Falk from your practice squad. So good decision there. Um, running backs. Le'Veon Bell, Ty Montgomery, Blau Powell. Blau Powell is a guy who people were saying, oh well, you know, <laughs> this is another funny the storylines coming, uh, you know. Uh, kind of coming into the the cuts was, oh, he lost it. He's not really playing. He's not really proving much. He's not playing much because he's a veteran and he's 29 years old and they want to reserve him. Um, you just think that Powell, the really good Powell of a year or two ago, now we're saying that you want to cut him for Elijah McGuire. Let's be real he'll, uh, here. Powell is still a really good number two running back. He's our number three right now. He's a guy who, if Le'Veon Bell goes down, um, which I hope he doesn't, or even if Montgomery goes down, I'm much more comfortable with Powell between the tackles than I am with Montgomery. Montgomery's a, a hit or miss guy, but I'd rather have him on screens and out as a receiver, yes, for sure. But Powell between the tackles is a better runner than Montgomery. So people were just saying, get rid of, my, of, of Powell. I thought it was ridiculous. Uh, well, he, he lost after an injury. He injured his neck. He didn't injure his, his, his leg, you know. So uh, let's not get crazy with that. So good thing keeping him. Uh, Trent and Cannon over over uh mcguire the running seemed to be on the wall i said it you know on the on these shows that listen um you know you have a guy in canon who offers something to this to this backfield that that mcguire doesn't mcguire's skill set skill set was a tad bit redundant um with montgomery and bell and powell they're all kind of similar skill sets obviously some having better skills than others um canon offers speed that none of these guys have so McGuire would have never seen snaps in a game unless somebody went down and maybe then he'd only seen a couple snaps anyway because you'd still have Montgomery and Powell or Bell and Powell or you know whatever it may be Cannon's a guy who might see two three snaps a game on 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 a screen pass on a jet sweep on an end around on a reverse on a double reverse whatever it may be so um and he's and he's looked good in the preseason between tackles as well at least he stepped up a little bit in it so um 
that was that was pretty obvious. They shouldn't have kept five running backs. I don't think that's just that's just not good roster management, in my opinion. So McGuire is now on some other team. Um, the wide receivers: uh, Robbie Anderson, Jamison Crowder, Quincy Nunwar, obvious. Josh Bellamy was obvious. Um, now the two guys who they thought other people thought would be the five and six: uh, Burnett. Listen, Burnett made some nice catches, um, but he didn't do much in preseason. I didn't see much in terms of route running when he made those catches. So he had a few nice flash plays, but. Um, clearly wasn't make it good enough to make this roster. And I thought throughout the preseason, he was re- very, very quiet. He had a drop when he did catch balls. They were pretty easy catches to be completely honest um, with really nobody blanketed on him, not because of his own doing, just because of blown defenses. So I don't think he proved much. And uh, let's not get our panties in a bunch in, in that. Now would I like to see him developed? Uh, yes, to be completely honest, but it is what it is. And then Dorch was a guy who people were literally on, on Twitter talking about going to throw riots, not riots, or protest at Jets camp or Jets, the Jets facility because a guy in Dorch, you know, should have made the roster. Do I agree they should have made the roster? Yeah, maybe. But at the same time, in that last – or the one of the last two preseason games, he had, a, he had a botched punt, which he was able to scoop up. But if a guy got down there quicker, that would have been a fumble in a big game um, if the coverage team was better, if it was starters, whatever it might have been. So he had a botched, uh, you know, catch. And he had two or three good returns, but people are acting like he's a great returner and he's going to be the next slot receiver for the Jets. In the offensive game, in the, in the game plan, you can go and you can watch highlights. Everybody can make great highlights. Stephen Hill had great highlights. Geno Smith had great highlights. Ja'Kai Polite had great highlights. And that's a different story, uh, obviously. Um, he, at Wake Forest, offered very little in the receiving game. His, his routes were bad, uh, minus horizontal breaking routes. I thought those were pretty good, but deep. He's not a deep guy. A lot of people are saying, oh, he's a home run threat, and, you know, he's a really fast guy. He's shifty. Um, he's not fast. He's not, he, he ran like a 4-5. He's, he's not a burner. Um, his route running wasn't good. I, I, sh- I, I saw plenty signs of laziness in his route running, giving up on routes when he saw himself getting doubled or guys inside that were going to pick him up. He would just give up on his route completely and screw over his quarterback because his quarterback would go throw him the ball for an interception because he wasn't there to compete for the ball because he, uh, you know, gave up on his route. So, he was a good punt returner, kind of, um, but he offered nothing on the offense. And the Jets said they wanted guys who offered, you know, special teams and stuff on offense. And Greg Dorch did not offer that. He was not. He didn't. What impact did he make in the actual offense on a special team? So if you want just a special teams player, fine. Now, do I think they could have cut? They can cut a defensive lineman or offensive lineman and carry Barrios and Dorch? Yeah, that, that's that's fine. Even though, for my personal liking with this fifty-three man roster, I think there, you know, or I don't think there's guys out there, you know, like. Um, like Pierre Garçon, who in eight games last year had like 300 yards, a good veteran guy who I think would be a good number four, a better number four than what they have right now. But I'd like to see him sign, but obviously they haven't yet. Maybe they're working on a trade, whatever it may be. I would like to see him, you know, target a guy like uh, – oh, my back is so freaking itchy if you're watching this, this video. Um, but uh, I don't know why they didn't sign a guy in a, you know, a Dox Nieder. I like, I like Dox, and uh, I think he offered something to the Jets, you know, offensively developed and a guy who – a red zone threat that they don't really have right now. Um, you know, I think Noom was a decent one. I think that Herndon's a good one when he comes back. Um, but I think the Jets are really going to lose a lot of running backs, to be completely honest. I think, I think the, the saving grace of this is that you have, you're going to have Ty Montgomery and Le'Veon Bell uh, splitting out as receivers all the time. So you're probably going to see, you know, a lot of 21 personnel sets um, in this offense, you're going to see a lot more than you did with, obviously with two running backs and with uh, one tight end, more than you did with the, um, 
you know, Dolphins and that 21, that running back, that running back is really going to be a receiver who's flexed out. So it's almost like 11, but it's really going to be labeled 21 with them flexed out. So um, you're going to see those guys take over as receivers. So it's almost like you have five and a half, six receivers if you put it on us. So I'm not going to go crazy about the receivers. I like to see them sign another guy. Um, going down to the tight ends, uh, Ryan Griffin, Wesco, uh, Daniel Brown. Daniel Brown's a blocker type. He's an all-around type of guy, but uh, he doesn't really offer a ton. He's just a guy that Gase knows. Wesco, like I said, um, did some good things in the in the offseason. I want to share some film that I did not get to do on Ryan Griffin. Um, you know, in this offseason, I, th- I thought he was he's, – he's a decent signing. Listen, I, I'm not going on stats or anything like that. I know he had a couple hundred yards last year, um, whatever it be, like five, 600 yards last year with the Texans as like their quasi-starting – um, you know, tight end. And he, he actually runs some, I'm going to show, like I said, I'm going to do uh, like, like 12 plays of him. I'm going to do 12 plays of another guy. Uh, I'm going to show some plays of Harrison. So if you're looking for film on the new guys, I'm doing it now for you guys. Like I said, I wasn't able to do it on Twitter, but this weekend was crazy. And uh, like I said, I do have a, a, a job here. So um, I'm, I'm going to go through these relatively quickly. I don't want to spend too, too, uh, too long into it. I haven't watched this film in a while because you're going to see him bend out his route right here because he might get he might get a little uh, shot from the defensive lineman in the edge. And he uses a, te- uh, a, a kind of a peak technique right here where he, where or not a peak technique. He almost uses like a he looks to the out. He, you see that hard step right here. We look to the outside. It might have been like a peak where he actually I wouldn't say it's a peak because he looked at you see he looks to the outside like almost like a bam. It's more like a bam a bam step to be completely honest. You see that you see the elbow jam right there. The, the left arm cutting back to the inside. He, he looks to the right and he, and he plants hard on that right foot. And you'll see the, the linebacker stays flat right there. And he's able to just run right past him. Boom, big reception down the field. Uh, oh, you're going to see right here. So you see him bent to the outside. Little peak technique. And well, it's actually not a bam step. So peak technique, boom, break, in, break, uh, bake, uh, break back inside. I don't know why I can't speak right now. And uh, catches the ball right there. It is kind of difficult, honestly, to, to, to look at things and try to figure out not, – not figure out, but remember names for things and stuff like that and uh, be dissecting the film while you're speaking. So sometimes I trip up on words, but get over it, cupcake. <laughs> so uh, good job by him right there. Next play um, of, of Griffin. This is a decent – I believe this has a decent round. Like I said, I just want to give you guys a little bit of background into some of these guys. You haven't seen them. He's going to be our starting tight end for the first couple of weeks. So um, he's a wide flex right there. He flexed out a little bit wider than a typical Y. He has man coverage. Again, he bends his around inside. He obviously notices the man coverage by number 55 right here. And it's a, it's a decent route, not because of this. I think he could have closed a little bit more ground right here, but he gives a little bit of hesitation. Breaks to the inside, but I like how he gets – I like how he – you see how he extends his hands and swats those that, that um, inside arm down because he's working to the inside. You want to swat that inside arm down. Swats it down. You're going to see him lean into him. You see that lean, lean, lean. Boom break. That's a good, that's a good, this, this, this portion of the route is good. So at least you can see a little bit more balance right here, but good job chopping that inside arm, you know, holding that line and then breaking off. Because like I said, especially when you have a guy looking inside at that, when you're holding and you're, and you're, and you're forcing pressure against pressure, if you break inside, it's hard for them to break inside with you because it's like you're pushing somebody away basically with your body as you're breaking inside, where if you weren't to push away, he'd just be able to stay on you. So good job leaning into him right here, snapping him out off. Um, he doesn't get the ball right there, but it's, it's, it's a route I noticed. Um, and so you can tell I watch all the plays. I don't just go and, okay, what catches does he have? Uh, I literally watch all of them when I watch these games. So next play. Oh, I, I thought I just saw my recorder not recording. I thought I just did like an hour of the show or whatever this has been and not recording. That would have really sucked. 
um, right here. I lay, I lay a lot of thoughts on this on Twitter. Like I said, I didn't have the time to, so you just, you'd see him right there. Um, and a good job by him. Obviously, he's working up the seam. The linebacker shuffles out, and then he, he's going to work inside on that, on that seam route. And good job. The hard plant uses his hands to clear those hands, like a double swipe right there. And he is not hit right here, but when you create this much separation, um, quarterbacks usually hit you. Uh, there's some pressure, so he, he – and I don't want to go through his whole drop and see what happened, but he could have been hit here. Good route by him. Good job getting open um, on, this, uh, on this cover three look by the, by the Giants. So I'm going to have him right here. You're going to see him. Press the outside in the seam as he sees the linebackers working over top of it. Plants hard, double swipe inside, and he's open. This is open in the NFL, so good job by him. Um, I'm actually I, I like breaking down film on these guys. I, I hope you guys didn't expect me to do this, but with him, he's a receiving guy. He's a willing pass blocker, not the best. Um, he's he's hot and cold. So you see him right here working opposite. They're faking an inside zone split, and you see really inactive feet right here. You see how he doesn't really close ground. He kind of he, he kind of just plants. You see how locked in his feet are. You do not want to see the inactive feet. So you want to see him you know, frame that guy, get, get, you know, split him at least. This is, he's not, he's not splitting him right here. You want to, you want to see him get more outside right here. Obviously you have some help from Miller um, in the inside. So if anything, you can play a little bit over, you know, you can overshoot the outside a little bit more. Um, inactive feet, leans, locking his hips forward. So it's going to make him harder to transition getting outside on this guy who's going to bend the edge against them. Uh, Watson's able to get rid of the ball um, to, to, uh, to Miller, moves his check down, but uh, you have Griffin who allows the, the, the quarterback hit. So, next play, Griffin versus Colts. I don't know what this is supposed to be. I said I did this a while ago. He's right here. All right, versus Colts. I don't know why I said Colts. Oh, Collins? Oh, Collins. I can't even read. Jesus. So, again, you're seeing bending out right here. You see him take that lateral step to avoid the, the potential um, hands from the defensive end. He gets inside. I don't know if he – I'm not really able to tell if he defeats that outside arm of Collins on this play. But, again, you know, see what he, do, see what he does. See how he, he's fighting uh, – maybe, like, maybe I can get a little bit more. See how he's fighting pressure with pressure right here. He's not – a lot of – a bad tight end right here is just going to lead inside. He's going he's to kind of go where Collins is, is pushing him. Then, one, more, one, he's off his landmark that the quarterback wants. And, two, Collins is going to be able to, to play the ball. But since he's leaning into him, leaning into him, leaning into him with that forearm, snaps it off that's a good route he's open right here he just beat his beat a better uh you know safety in the in the nfl uh, in the nfl now bad job by collins looking back to the quarterback which which doesn't help him notice a break but good job by by griffin he runs some good routes I'm, I'm excited about him as a number two this is some some guy who i think who has been largely overlooked he hasn't done much in in the preseason i'm to be completely honest but i, I think he's a decent route runner good number two receiving tight end to be completely honest so next play I, I have solid block of him. Um, he's going to be right here, 84, which is his number now. He was like 85, I think, in the preseason. He changed his number to 84. They're faking another inside zone split. And uh, I don't not necessarily love him lowering his, his, his helmet like this and, and shooting his hands out wide. This is more of him just being willing. Um, he meets 54, which is Smith, and he's able to, um, to stick him right there. And then he keeps himself square um, and, 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 lays, and keeps the block on him. So good job by him on that play. So I'm not going to dedicate as much time as I usually do to all these plays. I have a lot of film to run through to be completely honest with the other guys. I just want to show you a general thing. Um, they run a post wheel right here with Griffin on the bottom and Griffin is open. 
um, you know, on, on, the, on the back shoulder throw uh, because the, the, the corner does not have great recognition really at all right here. It's kind of a lazy play. And Griffin just makes it's – it's an example of a nice catch. You can see extension right here from the body. Gets two feet in. One, two, good hands catch. Good job by Griffin. This is a play. This is a ball that he drops on his fade. I remember versus the Cowboys. He's on the left side of the screen right here. And, yeah, it is, a, is it a fade? Yeah, it looks like a fade at first. Or is it a fade? No, it's not a fade. Sorry, I'm, I'm being a – it's a drag right here from the inside. Sorry. I remember the ball ends up over here, so I'm not sure what it was. I forget what it was. Like I said, this is a while ago. Runs a drag. He sees that uh, Watson's obviously, you know, in trouble and he's trying to find an open area. And Watson decides to just chuck it up to him um, as he's in the back corner of the end zone. He needs to catch this. One, the, the, the number 30 does not know it's there. He needs to have better hands right here. His, see how wide his hands are? It almost looks like a field goal post. Okay, well, Watson, you made the field goal, but you didn't make the catch, you know, because he needs to have his hands together right here, or at least tighter together to be able to receive that ball. Um, so his hands are too, too wide at this point. So you need to see him bring, uh, bring that in. See right there. So some inconsistency with his, with his hands at times, but next play, 11 yards on third and nine. See, he's route running. See, he's on the bottom right here, um, or, you know, bottom as, as a Y. And his route running is pretty good. Now, this, is, is, this the, is this the most, you know, um, is this the sharpest breaks as, as it takes him, you know, two, three yards? It takes him an extra two, three yards into the – or upfield? No, but at the same time, you're going to see him again hold his line, lean into the guy, break it off in one break drive line. So – good three-step break right there for, for him to get out of that on that out route. Um, you see him right here, get his hand on, lean into him. It's a little bit of a push-off, but if you get away with it, you get away with it um, and gets the easy, easy reception on that, on that play. So good job by him. I like his route running for sure. Um, for uh, the guy his size, I have four more plays on him. This is, a, this is solid blocking, I labeled it. Like I said, it is inconsistent, I will warn you. And I only watched a couple of games of him. I didn't watch the entire freaking season of – of Griffin, who honestly not a lot of people know about, but um, good job by him. One, I, I really like this for, for a few reasons. I like that his eyes are on the second level. I like how he's, he's patient enough not to just leave number 70 here because if they are, they're, they're running a toss right here, so he's going to try to reach around him. He's going to try to seal this guy inside. Um, so good job by him staying patient, helping the, the left tackle with his hand check right there, keeping his eyes on the second level and staying square to the second level defender getting his hands on him and, and driving him out of the play right there. So uh, good, good. That was, that was the best block I, I, I saw from him or I've seen from him. So good job. Um, next play is an example of two bad blocks in a row though. Uh, I, I believe right in the same in row and same play. Oh yeah. So yeah. So they ran the same play back to back. I remember this. So they run a, they run a, it's more like a – this is like a different type of counter. It's like a, they run like a counter here. And you're going to see Griffin try to kick out the edge right there, and you see him coming a little bit uncontrolled right here. And he kind of just like – see how he – like hard plant, and he loses his balance. You want to see him – if this guy – if the running back's on a cut-up field, you want to you cover this gap. So he wants to – you want to see him get – shuffle more, stay more patient, and, and work up field right here because you don't want to – you don't have to kick him out so far – um, then just kind of get in front of him. So um, bad feet right there, bad hop. Uh, obviously, the guy doesn't make the, the tackle. Next play, same exact thing. And 
Uh, again, Griffin, you don't want to see this technique. You see the technique right here, just lowering his helmet, and he gets O-laid. The guy's able to make the tackle. That's two examples of, of bad uh, tackling form that he exhibits. Next play, uncontrolled. This is another block. You can see, see some good blocks. You can see some bad blocks. But working to the second level right here, and um, you just want to see him block number 26 right here, and he kind of just overruns him right here. You can see him. He's not very low. He's not really ready to, to, to work you know, horizontally to any, uh, to correspond to any move that 26 makes. So bad block by him right there as well. So he's not a guy you can consistently rely on to block. Um, last play of Griffin, 47 yards on this, on this play right here. And obviously he just works up the seam. They, they run four, they run four verticals right here. Um, and he works up the seam and he has, he obviously gets the wide open catch, but a uh, good athleticism catch little uh, jump cut inside breaks that tackle for another 15, 20 or so yards. So, uh, good job by, by Griffin. Uh, good hands catch. That's, that's proper. Maybe they seem a little bit tighter, to be completely honest. He probably doesn't catch the nose of the ball. You, you're going to see on this play, it probably ends up catching the, mid, the midpoint of the ball. You really want to catch that nose, get your hands tighter. Um, but for the most part, decent catch. Breaks the tackle of, uh, I believe, Hooker and drags a couple, uh, 26 and uh, drags a couple guys forward for, for more yards. So, good job by him. So, that's my film on him. Uh, this is not the end of the show. I just wanted to show you guys, like I said, um, some, some of the things I'm seeing from these guys. So, no surprise there. The offensive lineman, um, I'm not gonna, I have 50 something plays on Cleo, so I'm not going to do it. Like I said, turn on the Jets, or just type in turn on the Jets, Joe Blue. Or you, you literally, honestly, just type in Blue It, Khalil, and it's going to come up on, on Google. Nobody no else named Blue is doing reviews on Khalil. So, you're not going to see those names together. You know, maybe you have to go down an uh, article or two, but. Uh, I have 50-something plays on him, so go watch him. Uh, overall, I'll just give you a, a quick synopsis. Um, actually, I'll go to my strengths and weaknesses. That's what I'll, that's what I'll do of him. Let me, let me just find this really quick. Thank you for being patient. Um, veteran guy, obviously. He obviously clearly wanted to – we've talked about this before. He wanted to come out of retirement. Strengths, cover gaps with hips, gets hands under. Uh, these are my very rough notes, to be completely honest. Smart, strong grip, solid anchor, and can, can stonewall. He will let you define yourself, which is a good thing. Quick off snap, good agility. He still has very good horizontal uh, agility and, and speed, which people thought he might have lost. He still is very, very fast. And this was from 2018 film. I saw him being the lead blocker on, on screens and things like that. Um, can get to second level, awareness, recognition, loose hips, quick feet, good anchor, which I think I said already. Like I said, these are very rough. Uh, he works to reset his hands, gets hands on first and frequently while jumping, rooting, or in run game. Patient with feet, effort, quick quick out of stance lateral agility uh can, uh can drop post quickly it's post foot which if you've been watching i'm not gonna like i'm not gonna explain everything but if you know what it is good um works to get hips around gets on people uh quickly on down blocks uh bad i would seem to finish more blocks feet are a little bit choppy um they're not they're not as smooth i like to see him narrow base he can play high um while he's not engaged at times which lets him get shocked back um late and wide base at times um, can sometimes lead to blocks, being susceptible to getting pulled, arm overed, uh, won't create a ton of push. He's not a, he's a, one of the smaller centers, and, and I showed it in my review. He struggled versus guys like Pierce, um, like Jernigan, uh, like Harrison, all the bigger type defensive nose tackles. Uh, so he's not able to move those guys even with good technique. So that's, that's one of his weaknesses. Arm life um, is a little bit – it's not the best. Um, we'd like to see him defeat the arms more of guys with uh, traps and snatching traps. He doesn't do that too often. Kick slot is ugly <laughs> with small base and arms rotating. Hands not always on, on guard and will get caught. Uh, hands low and wide um, into punches at times. 
will struggle with the bigger nose tackles, like I said. Um, sometimes doesn't work his feet. Uh, that was mostly after the injury I noted down. Sometimes keeps hands uh, too high. Needs to work on staying low at snap um, in sets and length. Um, good at recognizing front splits. Obviously, we talked about all this stuff with, with Darnold. Um, overall, I, I think he's a, he's a top tw- you know, 10 to 15 center in the league um, with all of everything combined of what he's going to offer to Darnold, what he can still do. Um, he's a good fit for the Jets' zone scheme. So uh, I feel much more comfortable with him than I do Harrison. So great job of them getting him. But your, uh, your starting offensive lineman from left to right, Beecham, Osemele, Khalil, Winters, Shell. We discussed all those guys. Um, you have Adoga as a backup swing tackle. You have uh, Compton who could play interior of the offensive line anywhere. You have Harrison who's a good backup center. He's a good backup center. Um, Alex Lewis who can play left guard, left tackle, um, and I think right guard as well. So he's a good uh, trade. And then Brent Quale who's – I thought was going on the IR for this season, so I'm not sure. I, I think I really do think they're going to make an extra move right here and get Quale uh, uh, on the IR. Um, and I don't. I think he's awful anyway. I don't think you're going to get anything from him that that Lewis or Odogo can't do at tackle. I, I thought. I think Quali is just absolutely terrible. Um, to be completely honest. Um, ooh, fantasy football. I'm already in five. Every single year. Side. Quick side note. I always say, okay, I'm in four this year. I'm gonna. I'm gonna narrow it down to three or two, and then I end up getting excited and I commit to too many leagues. Now I was in. I was already. I went. I was in three leagues. I'm only gonna do three leagues. I'm only do three leagues. My friends asked me to do another league. I was like, okay, I'll do that league. Or actually, sorry, no, I was in three leagues. I was going to do two leagues, just my two good buddies. Um, and then three leagues came because the guys from work wanted to do it. I was like, okay, just three. Then another, another couple guys that I wanted to do and wanted to do another one. I was like, okay, I'll do, I'll do four. And then I just got really into dynasty and dynasty drafting. If you know what that is, great. If you don't, I'm not going to explain it. It's a little bit more in-depth uh, fantasy. And I was like, you know what? I really, that really sounds cool to be able to hold on to your team, draft rookies, all these things. Now I'm in five freaking leagues. I want to do two. It always happens. But um, – it, it sucks. Like I'll have Odell Beckham on a team and then you know, I need him to do well to beat one guy, but then I'm on the team I'm playing him. So that's the really dead downfall of playing too many leagues. But uh, going into defensive lineman, another position I was surprised by. I'm surprised by Quale. I'm not carrying another receiver, getting another receiver. Um, and then uh, with corners, not getting another corner. But uh, Leonard Williams, Quinton Williams, Henry Anderson, Steve McClendon, nothing shocking there. Foley, Fadokasi, Kafusi, nothing shocking there. Um now, with Kang Shepard, I think Shepard showed very little in the preseason. He's a guy, he's, he's, he's a bat out of hell, but he's really bad technique, really bad recognition, really bad with fronts. He kind of just runs and blows guys up. He doesn't really know what he's doing. Um, so I didn't love that they, they have him. So they have, and, and nine is a lot. You usually see like maybe seven, maybe six, maybe seven. I can understand eight if you're going to have a deep defensive line rotation. You want to get guys in and out a lot, keep them fresh. Four-man fronts if you're going to be stunting and things a lot. But nine is too much, man. So I, I don't like Shepard making the team. Fadokasi, uh, Bronson, uh, Kafusi, they deserve to make it. Kyle Phillips, I'm surprised. But listen, if they want to keep him, they want to keep eight, I'll be more understanding. Nine, I think, is too much to be completely honest, like I said. Um, and then John Franklin, who I'm going to show you some film on. Yes, I have film on John Franklin. It's not a ton. But I did, I did watch uh, the three, four games of him. Um, Fourth-round draft pick from the Rams last year. Obviously, everybody knows, strip sack of Brady. Um, let me just uh, – let me just uh, – I don't, I don't have the actual file on him, so just give me two seconds. But he's a guy who was pretty interesting. Like I said, fourth-round pick, he, a lot of fans were high on him. Um, with you know, within the Los Angeles area, even though what they don't, what, what do they know about their fair weather fans and front runners? If you could put it honest, but hey, it is what it is. Um, I have one, two, three, four, five plays on him. So let's let's look at five plays. Um, I'm gonna go into his his. Uh, I'm just gonna 
go down to the things I listed of him for his like strengths and weaknesses. That they said it's a short list. I didn't want to go um, overboard and list things I saw one time. So I, I listed the things I definitely saw. Um, six four two eighty three. Use he played strictly outside. He's he's a five tech seven tech, a little bit of nine tech. Maybe he can play a little bit of four eye, but he's a defensive end. He's not going to play inside. Maybe for um, stunts and things like that, he will maybe a little bit. But strengths: uh, long arms, uh, solid speed, burst, power into his punch, lateral quickness, power in hands, chops, um, good leverage at times, a little bit inconsistent. He gets his hips square. Um, while he's rushing, uh, power up arc and through bend, the little bend that he has, his weaknesses, a um, little bit tight. He doesn't have great bend. He lacks pass rush moves. He needs to be more decisive, concise with his moves in his hands. Can get locked up when hands are on. He doesn't have a lot of good secondary moves. Um, needs to stack moves. Um, needs to learn how to stack better in the run game as well. So those are the, the quick notes I have on him. The first play. Um, oops, the first play. Okay, so I had to stop sharing that one. Start sharing this one. Uh, so he is, he's right here. I think, yeah, that's him. He always wore the white gloves, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm right. So he's a guy who had good bull rush. Um, like I said, powerful, um, on this play. And you see, you see some of the good bursts. He's, he's definitely tight. You're gonna see some of the tightness. Like he just, he's, he's a little bit, he's a little bit tight. I don't know if that's the best example of it, but, um, good burst off the line right here. Obviously the, the, uh, right tackles and good, do a good job not getting up his chest, but you're gonna see Franklin get good leverage, definitely good leverage. Extension, power, 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 drives through that and nearly gets the sack on, on Wilson. Obviously, Wilson is, is very athletic and he gets away from it. But uh, good leverage, good power in his hands, good rush right there. Um, he's not able to, to finish. So, so I just want to show a little bit of what these guys are. So um, this is another bull rush by him. He is right here. Where we said white gloves. He's a nine tech. Like I said, he'll play mostly five to nine. He's, he's a, he is good speed, good uh, – good burst, you know, for a guy as big as he is. That's why, that's why they played him outside a lot. So he takes the chip from uh, the, the tight end right here. And then he's bull rushing uh, 65 again. Doesn't get the be- he doesn't get the best leverage on this play as he did last play, but you're going to see some of the strength that he has right here. Even though he, he doesn't necessarily win the leverage game, he gets his hands a little bit high, but on the shoulders, extends and just powers through, powers through. And you're going to see, uh, you're going to see him just – literally just put number 65 on his ass. It looks like there's a little bit of tripping right here, but it looks like he's going on his ass anyway. So good bull rush and he gets pressure again on, uh, on, um, Wilson. And this is where people say, Oh, well, you know, the pressures really matter on this play. If he was not pressured, would he have hit, would he have hit that pass? Yes, he would have 10 times out of 10 times because he has pressure. He has to hop out of that. He has to worry about a guy breathing in on his neck. He throws it low. The, the, the receiver might have or should have called it to be completely honest, but it's a low throw and it's a drop ball because of pressure. So a good bull rush by, by Franklin, who's an interesting developmental guy. Like I said, he has to develop a lot in terms of his, his pass rush moves, stacking guys. But um, overall, I, I think that he's uh, – oh, sorry, I have five plays of him. I think I said four. So nice little five, short little five-play review of the guy. Um, just the plays I noticed again, um, like a wide five right here. You can call him seven if you want. Decent burst. It's not the best, but it's it's he has, he has decent burst for a bigger guy. Um, this play is not the best example actually. Some, but it, it's 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 decent. So I like how one his hips are rushing upfield, and you see this is where you say he gets his hips square and like when he wants to when he wants to bowl. So hips, boom, square. You see how he, how he flips his hips right there as he wants to get inside. So you don't want your hips working upfield as your hips are as as your body trying to work through. You want both of your things connected. So gets his hands inside. Long arm, like I say, good, nice long arms, good strength in his hands, and he's able to uh, pressure 
you know, Kirk Cousins, who throws the ball away along with Donald, uh, Donald right there. So uh, good job. This one is a quarterback hit. Again, he's right here um, as he is the – Sorry, I got a text uh, about my fantasy league. So on the edge right there, he he bends inside really far right here, away from the the chip from the tight end. Um, bends far inside. The honest, to be honest, the the left tackle just kind of loses his balance, but he hits him with a looks like he's trying, he goes into a club rip. So club. So this is a better one. Obviously, it's not the cleanest club. Doesn't really like kind of lands more on like the top of the shoulder pad into a into a rip. And then he has some bend right here. It's, like I said, it's not the best consistent bend. Um, this this does look like it's, it is better than it is. Like you, see, you see more consistent flashes of it being this good. Um, but good job, you know, turning the arc right there, get, or getting up the arc, um, turning the edge, and getting the hit on, uh, on Cousins. The ball is completed, but I'm just reviewing him. I'm not reviewing the Vikings. Last play, strip sack of him against Kirk Cousins, who got abused in this game versus both him and Donald. Um, he is right here. Again, you're always going to see him with these – white half sleeve things that he, that he does. I don't know if that's just for certain uniforms, but that's, that's what he likes to do with gloves. Again, hips flip. You see that right there? Flip into the guy. You want to work through him. You don't want, to, you don't want to, your hips to work up while your body tries to work through. Flip, hands inside, extension, long arm, and then is able to, uh, to regain his balance right here. You don't want to see him lose his balance, but he's able to regain his balance. And he shows power to, to fight through this. And then he gets his long arm out there. This is where long arms come big time into obviously getting control of guys' chest and hitting guys first, but also with uh, getting your arms out in these type of plays, especially as an edge defender. Uh, these happen a lot in the NFL, and uh, he forces the fumble right there to, to end the game, actually. The, uh, I, I believe the Vikings are down six at this point and could have uh, scored to either tie or to win the game with an extra point. So good job by him I'm on that play, that long arms. You, you saw some of the... Um, the the power that he that he has. Let me go back to my screen. I'm going to share the other screen. Okay. Um, I said it was surprising. I would like to see Shepard off this team. Uh, maybe Phillips. They felt like he was going to get picked up, or maybe they're trying to stick him onto to the practice squad. But nine is a little bit just a little bit too much. Linebackers. I was a little bit surprised with this as, as well. To be completely honest, they're only carrying three inside linebackers: C.J. Mosley, Hewitt, who. I do not want to take a significant reps unless it's, unless it's in run situations. I think if it's any, anything longer than first and 10, not first and 10, if it's anything longer than, than you know, a run type scenario where they obviously all teams have, they chart everything. Everything is charted. If it's above a 50, 60% chance they're going to they're run it, sure, put them in. But if, they're going to, if you think they're going to pass it, get, get Cashman in there because he does not offer anything in the pass game. Um, and here from zone coverages, not knowing where he's supposed to be, landmarks, um, being able to run with guys, fluid hips that you need. Uh, he just doesn't, doesn't have good technique overall. So um, he's a he's a decent special teams third guy. I don't want him as my number two. So I'm hoping to see Cashman. Honestly, the Jets are going to be so many nickel looks. They're probably not going to have that. That linebacker is going to be Jamal Adams. Or um, I think you're going to see um, Mateus Farley down there a lot. So um, those are the two inside linebackers. You have Cashman, obviously. The outside linebackers, you have Jordan Jenkins. You have Harvey Lange, um, who's a surprise maker of this team. You have Frankie Louvu. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. They have – oh, so they have three outside linebackers. So, sorry, I'm lying. They, uh, McClellan is the third – or the fourth inside linebacker, special teams guy. Um, could, maybe he could step in in a pinch. Is kind of what Hewitt was last year where he was a special teams guy, came in in a pinch, and he played pretty well. So, 
Um, McClellan's the fourth inside linebacker. Now the inside linebackers, they, they miscounted this. You have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. They miscounted. Um, so you use your freaking website and you, and you F it up. So they have, they have eight. I just went off your crap and now I look stupid. Um, but Langy's a surprise make. Um, he might he might be a quasi starter role, which is definitely surprising. You have Luvu, who showed a lot last season, especially as an undrafted guy, and showed a lot this preseason. You have Basham, who played really well this preseason as well. Um, played with the Colts, whose familiarity with some of the guys in the Jets' front offices, they brought him in. He has played well. Um, they brought him back, I believe. Actually, I believe he's on the team a little bit last year. Um, and then when once Copeland comes in, you're probably going to see Langy or Basham cut. Maybe you're going to see Phillips or somebody cut. You never really know. Uh, corners, uh, I've seen this listed as a few different ways. Um, Terrain Johnson, Roberts, Poole, Nate Harrison, um, who I'm going to bring up um, in a second. I actually have a decent amount of plays on him. I have the longest chunk of plays on him uh, or close to it. No surprise there. The, the top three are okay. I think they have the chance to be okay. Roberts was good last year when he was playing as a starter. Um, you have to see him train that consistently more together, obviously. Um, but he was, he was decent when he was in as a starter. Tremaine Johnson, hope he backs, bounces back. Poole needs more consistency. Young player, hard hitter, good blitzer. Guy, again, another guy you don't want to ask him to think too much. I think the Jets are going to run a little bit more uh, man this year than they did. Um, and it's funny where people talk about – I hear people talk about Greg Williams a lot. And they're like, oh, he, he ran man all the time. This is his own corner. It's not a good fit. And I'm like, they ran a ton of cover two and cover three in Cleveland. A ton. More than man. So um, I think he had to go to a little bit more man than, than zone like he did with the, with the, uh, with the Browns. So uh, Bennett Jackson is a guy who I've seen, I've seen more listed as, a, listed as a safety. He's from my area, actually. He's a guy who was a six-round pick of the Giants in 2014, 2015. Every single year, he's got an injury. It's like, almost like Rontez Miles type story where it's like you know, first-year injury, second-year injury, third-year injury. So he's been injured all the time. This preseason with the, with the Ravens, he's playing very, very well as a safety corner type, type hybrid guy. So do I love that signing? No, to be completely honest. I'm not going to try to just hype it up because of, he's on the Jets now. But if he can stay healthy, um, hopefully he can offer some versatility to, this, to the secondary. Um, take, keeping Mallette. Um, not signing a guy. I don't th- listen. Orlando Scandrick's out there. I don't know why they haven't signed a guy like that. There's there's been plenty of guys out there who I'd rather have signed or have on the team. Mallette proved very very little in the preseason to me. When I did see him, it wasn't good. So they must see something in the coach's room that I don't see. Um, they must have faith in this guy to develop. It's a developmental piece, whatever it may be. Maybe they're going to go in a lot of big nickel, big dime looks, and instead of traditional uh, nickel and dime looks, where you you know nickel, you obviously have three you know three uh, corners, you know dime four. Uh, you have quarters, which is you know, which is five corners or whatever, which would really be seven defensive backs. I'm not going to get to all those numbers now, um, but Mallette didn't prove a lot. So these last two guys, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I would like to really see them either bring back Marcus Cooper. Maybe he's brought back. Maybe they, maybe they got. I, I really like Skandrick, who's out there. He's older, 31 years old. He's fallen off a little bit, but he still played pretty well last year. Unless he's had a really bad camp or something like that. I don't know why they haven't brought in a guy like that for for pennies on the dollar um, who could be, you know, your fourth or fifth at this point. So, um, but going into the uh, Harrison film, I was going to do an actual review of him. I didn't end up doing it. Like I said, it's just been uh, a crazy week for, for my town and for my job. So I, I haven't been able to do as much, but I have a good like 17 plays on him. So let's, let's dive into those plays, uh, you know, quickly. I don't want to take too long. I don't want to kill you guys with the roster, but I, I'm, you know, I'm hoping for the people who watch the show, you're, you're interested in these guys. And these are first looks you're really getting um, you know, at these guys. So to just read off some of his strengths and weaknesses that I 
um, that I listed. Uh, just to give you some background, 5'11". He's a younger guy. I think he's like 24, 25 years old. He recently switched to the position, I believe, in, in college. Um, he was a receiver, and, and he started playing uh, uh, safety, same as Harrison, who played uh, – um, oh, sorry, I bring up the wrong guy. I'm bringing up Harrison, not Farley. I, they're both on the same team, so I got, I got effed up. Uh, he's a guy who played receiver um, in college last year. He played corner, 25 years old, six foot, 185. Um, I've seen it listed anywhere from 185 to, to, to uh, 200 pounds ish, uh, four five two forty. Um, so he's not a, he doesn't have blazing speed, but strength, uh, strong, physical, plays hard, good tackler for sure, uh, gets off block well. Uh, blocks well, good movement, loose hips. Uh, I think he's quick in and out of breaks. I think he's good acceleration. Um, I think he has he shows his good length in in, a, in attacking balls. And you see some of the ball skills that he has as as he did as a as you as you figured a former wide receiver would have. You know, transitioning over to um, the cornerback spot. And I also think he fights hard to stack wide receivers while running in phase with them, which is a good thing. Uh, weaknesses. Uh, his top speed is just okay. He's, he's his own coverage buster. He's again a guy you do not want to ask to think a lot, which I think is a current. It seems like the Jets have a lot of good tackler, physical guys who can't, who are, are can't be asked to do a lot of multiple things, which is kind of, I think you're going to see a lot of like trap palms um, type defenses on on a side on a on a side with uh, between guys like Tremaine Johnson, Marcus May, and Jamal Adams, um, and maybe like a guy like Farley. And eh, no, nah, he's not really that smart either, to be completely honest. Um, I'm going to be interested to see how they run man versus zone and traps because Greg Williams likes to run traps and things like that. And that's more um, traps and replacements and, and cover four pushes and um, different, different types of defense. I can go through them all. Um, maybe not off the top of my head that they require a lot of thinking and reading the two to one or the three to two or reading, you know, vertical stems. We're okay. If the number two is, is to cut up field, I'm going to match him. But if he breaks, if, if he breaks inwards, I'm going to cover the flat within the linebackers to pick him up. Or if the, you know, it, it, there's a whole bunch of things. Okay, if the number three is breaking outwards and then um, the linebacker passes off to take the number, the, you know, the number two while that, that safety might have been on him, now I'm going to take the three. There's a bunch of different things um, in coverage. And I know Michael Nani listens to this show, so he's going to appreciate that because I, I try to explain some things to him. And there's just so many different looks and coverages that people literally have no idea about. And sometimes I have to watch a thing a thousand times to be like, okay, what is this? Um, there's it's sometimes you don't know because sometimes things are they they're, they're supposed to be what they are so one guy will do it and another guy will blow his assignment track i've never seen this before because it's because the guy effed up and maybe another guy adjusted to it to, to fix it but like it's there are some crazy crazy looks in in the nfl but uh weaknesses um zone zone buster inconsistent technique he's obviously relatively new to the position this is only his third year in the nfl and i think his fourth year playing corner uh footwork isn't smooth he opens his hips early when in off coverage for sure that's his biggest problem and i think in my opinion um he he played slot in 17 and outside more in 18 when you're on the when you're when you're on the outside more you're asked to open your hips more you're, 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 and especially in zone looks, you're open. You're uh, when you're running like cover three, like the Colts did a lot, or cover four, whatever it may be. You're, you have, you have deeper zone responsibilities. And him having deeper zone responsibilities, he did not want to get beat. He opened up his hips early when he was in the slot and he was in zone coverage. He would um, be asked to play in more shallow zones, and the slot is more about shiftiness and quickness than it is about top speed, which is his strength. His strength is shifty, quick, quickness, acceleration, and then top speed. So that's one reason. Like I said, more shallow zones is better for him um, in terms of opening up too early. Uh, the, in, the, the interior zones can be a little bit more difficult in terms of passing things off, knowing how to play. So that, 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 
that's kind of a negative with outside versus inside for him personally. But overall, the inside's better for him. And then also with with playing man, like I said, with those different traits that he has, uh, the, the slot is more geared towards intermediate and short reads than it is deep reads. You don't really see a lot of slot guys going deep a ton. You will see it sometimes, obviously. But he's more of a guy who's who's better to play short underneath, uh, underneath intermediate stuff than deep. So that's why he struggles more outside. I do think he has potential outside, to be completely honest. Um, but he's, a, I think he's a backup, like number four. I think he can play both spots. That's a positive. Um, but yeah, he's raw. He, you can see him overcommit at, at times. But um, on this play, there's a couple of bad plays to start off, to be completely honest. And then uh, you see some good plays. He's number 27 right here. Um, the Colts run uh, cover three. And you're going to see some of the lack of awareness he has. He's a typical, typical cover three. Uh, where you have the safety, which this is actually um, Farley right here, who he, he he effed me up a lot because 2017 he had dreads. It was easy to watch him. Then he didn't have dreads. He had to really look for that number. So grow your damn dreads back. I think I think people uh, – I think he did that the video of him coming to Jets. He has his dreads back. So I like the dreads anyway. Uh, it makes him look like Bob Sanders or something. So some of the lack of awareness he has um, right here where he, he has a curl to flat. Um, he notices, obviously, the – uh, number 14 working across the line of scrimmage. He's, he's working the opposite side of the field. So his only threat right here is this guy, is this outside receiver. So at this point, when you don't see anybody else out here to threaten your curl to flat, find, find the number one right here. So he needs to play this better. He needs to find that number one and match him. Um, even if you not match him, at least try to undercut him. So you can see him just dropping and spot dropping, not really matching anything. And the ball gets, uh, it doesn't get completed behind him. But if, if, if the ball was on target here, it's a, it's a completion. He needs to play this much better and stay underneath of this. So bad zone coverage um, from him is a is a uh, typical thing. And there's some times where you'll see good. There's some times you'll see bad. Um, this is an example of good hips um, from him. Uh, on the bottom right here, I remember, if I remember correctly, against Larry Fitzgerald. Now, it's not the cleanest rep from him in terms of opening his hips up early. I don't like how he's automatically the snapper. You'd see him. He takes that false step, which is fine, but you see how his, his weight is automatically you know, on his heels and hopping backwards. You don't want to see that unnecessarily, but I'm showing this more of the fluid hips that I, that I marked down in my review. Um, so as he opens up too early, you know, Fitzgerald, who might be on an option route, I don't know, I don't know necessarily what it is, um, could be you know, two outs. It's, it's, let's, just say, let's just call it an out right here. But Fitzgerald gets inside. He opens up too early, so he tries to you know, attack back outside. But you, uh, Harrison does a good job. One, I don't, I don't love that he's having to lean back like this. He's, he's kind of in oh shit mode, but he makes up for himself. You see um, the length that he, um, that he uses and some fluid hips right here. So I'm going to play in full speed. It's just, this is about the hips. You see how it's, it only takes him a few steps to, to transition back into, into steps. You see how like, he's a, a quicker player. Now, Fitzgerald does a lot of hand fighting, and he hand fights a lot with him, but I just like the fluidity that he has right here. Let's see a little bit cleaner footwork, but overall I think he has some nice, nice athletic abilities. Um, he's able to stay with Fitzgerald. It's not the cleanest rep, but like I said, he's going to have to develop. I think there is definitely some developmental traits for um, this player. Um, he is right here, here, I believe. Let's, I'll be able to tell you in a second. He's right here. So this is, again, another, another play in zone coverage um, where the – they're basically running three – they're running like almost like a red uh, – uh, called like a red three where you have – Red three is basically just you have three guys deep and then everybody else plays that, that red zone line right there. So looks like it was a red three. And the, the lack of awareness here, again, you're going to see him get turned around right here. 
you'd like to see him be more aware of what's going on behind him. You see, he looks this side. There's nobody here. And if, if the quarterback was better, to be completely honest, if this was Darnold, this ball is right here. And it's a completion. I'm, uh, even Darnold makes this throw. Um, but Harrison gets lucky because the quarterback's not as good. And he tries to force him into somewhere else. But he needs to um, – you know, match these guys a little bit better. Um, they're in your zone, match them. You know, that's that pattern match kind of phrase where this is more this is more spot drop. You want to see more pattern matching type deals where, you know, okay, well, this guy matches him, he matches him. This guy is going to leave his zone, so he's going to pass him off to another guy, then he's going to match him while he then, then you know, drops into wherever. Um, pattern matching is about that. It's also about uh, reading things. Where, like I said before, where, okay, well, if, the, if this guy cuts inside, then I'm going to drop you know, out, out to my curl to flat. But if he goes vertical, then I'm going to stay with him. Or there, there's a bunch of different rules. But that's that's also pattern matching as well with zone coverages. Um, it's about that. So it's not just, okay, well, if he gets in your zone, match him, which is a part of it. Um, but there's also a different reason for people saying pattern matching versus zone dropping. Um, so not the best rep from him. It'll get better. Uh, when you see some of these man reps, you saw one of the ones against um, – it's just inconsistency. He has his potential. Do I, do I like, like him as a starter right now? No. Do I, do I see why the, why the Colts benched him and he's not a starter for them? Yes. But as number four, I'm fine with it. Um, so you see some of the technique here. Uh, I know Coleman, if he was on, which he's going to be on the other day, uh, tomorrow or the next day. If you're going to press, press. I don't like this whole catch man, two yards off thing. It, you're, you're really, it, it works sometimes trying to cut off the route but it is not it is not a good coverage it's my, my one of my least favorite things so yeah and even if you are going to play off you know um there's more traffic inside play to the outside right here and and foot fire you know run your feet root down but don't don't hop outside right here and just give him the inside so he get, he gives him the inside right here because he's his his weight is on his heels and he's hopping backwards and not getting hands on press him so um Makes a tackle, but uh, bad technique, bad alignment. I don't, I don't love the alignment being so far off on that play. Um, another thing that you're going to be able to do with Harrison, I'm going to bring up on this play, is is sacking the quarterback. He's a blitzer. Um, good design, good, good, uh, good job by him, kind of showing that he is he's in man coverage, and then as the this 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 motion um, actually almost assists him, where the quarterback's not really looking at what Harrison's doing. So not the best quarterback reading the entire defense after how they react to that motion, but he kind of disguises it um, as he's moving inwards and maybe taking Fitzgerald now. And he's able to, uh, to get the sack right here. This is another guy. The jets have a lot of blitzers that, you know, you have well, now you have both Harrison and pool who are good blitzers um, on the edge. And those guys are going to be involved in a lot of blitz. I can almost guarantee it. So next play is a good man rep from Harrison. I have like a couple plays of Farley, but not nearly as many as I do Harrison. I watch a lot more Harrison. Um, so where is he? All right. So this is a better man rep. I'll say this is more about fluidity in the hips. So he's, he's on the bottom right here. I don't like how he's so far outside right here. He really is uh, outside leverage. Um, again, he puts himself in a bad position because he's almost having to open up immediately, you know, stay up a little bit more heads up to outside, not completely outside like this. He's a little bit too far. He forces himself to open his hips. So I don't love that about the, the I don't know the first phase of this, but, I do like the hips right here. You're gonna see that uh, the the slot receiver tries to you know uh, undercut him. He's able to get his hand on, flip. He tries to work back inside, flip. So you're gonna see right here. This is a nice like fluid movement. Boom, boom. That's that's good hips right there. That's something you note down. That's something in your book where it takes him one step, two step flip, and as he's going to flip back, he's 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 feels he feels him working back inside. 
plants that same foot. He's about to go, uh, flip, uh, you know, back and run phase outside and flips back outside on that same foot. That's, that's, this is, that's nice right there. That's, that's a nice play. I really like that. So he has, he has athletic ability and, and hips to, to match guys in the slot, which is a good thing. Um, pass deflection on Hopkins. This was, this was pass interference and, or from both sides, in my opinion, manned up on Hopkins who he actually put Hopkins this game a decent amount and he actually fared better or better than I thought he would again he's too far outside um if you are gonna be outside then work to shuffle inside you know immediately obviously short choppy steps you want to be too too far but you see how he's forced to open up and is he is he a balance right here he's this is not balanced you know if you had to hold this position could you no you know if, if you had no contact points they're not balanced um so the leverage isn't good. Opens up his hips. He likes to see him shuffle to stay more over top right here. But he gets his hands on, hands on, hands on. Looks back, look, uh, look back to the quarterback, which he, he, which is fine with me at this point. You have hands on him. You're right in his hip pocket. Um, you have Hopkins, who has who has a little push off right here, and then corresponding to that push off, you have Harrison, who, who grabs a jersey. This should have been passing friends on both sides. Maybe they just let him play right here. And he uh, gets the pass deflection. So good and bad. Uh, don't want to say the pass deflection. You, there's some good things there, some bad things. Um, next play, man rep. I believe he's on the bottom. He's got about 20 more plays coming for you. Uh, again, he really likes to line up with heavy outside leverage. Um, and so, the, so this one's better. This is a better rep. You see now, he, now he's keeping his, his hips square. So I like how he's keeping his hips square, but I like to see him stay more over the top. And this is on Juju Smith-Schuster in 2017. Yeah. So instead of he he does he he stays patient. He 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 creeps back. He's not hopping backwards. His 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 uh his weight's really not on his heels. But be more inside. So you can see he he stays you know square to the line of scrimmage. But because he's so far outside, it, it lends him reaching a little bit. But he's still able to get his hands on. Hands on, and then you see that right, right here. He is watch at the top of this, at the top of this route stem. You see that flip right there? Those hips are good. He's like I, I said, he has he has really interesting athletic ability. Um, could have been better, but like I said, there's examples of him staying square, staying patient instead of opening immediately. It's more in the slot than it is outside. But next play, Harrison slot right here. Um, is that versus Antonio Brown? Oh, this is the tackle. So, um. Nothing spectacular here. He 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 picks up co uh, coverage on whoever this uh, number seventeen is, and runs across across the line of scrimmage. He sees him get the handoff on that on that jet sweep, and he runs in. Boom, makes a tackle. He's a good tackler for sure. Um, so good job by him. That's pretty simple. But I just want to show you he can tackle. Uh, beat by Decker. This was in two thousand seventeen. Again, he's in the slot. Again, what do you notice about the, the the leverage? I don't know what his what his coach is telling him. He's too far. He's too far outside. Way too far outside. So he's going to be forced to open up immediately because of this. Now, could he have worked hard to shuffle over the top? Yes. Um, if he was disguising this, I would like to see him do that. But he obviously opens up immediately. When you open up immediately, now he's, now he's really fighting to get on his hip and, and, and trail him instead of, you know, stack him. And he makes another mistake right here too is, you see, I think at this point, he, he's looking back to the quarterback. So now he's losing that visual cue of when Decker's going to cut. So he, he gets beat by that. That takes his, his break off by a quarter of a second. Decker breaks inside, um, beats him right there for a decent chunk of change. So don't look back too early. Don't open up too early. Don't, uh, don't your leverage has, he has to work on his leverage. So um, beat, but interception on this play, he is, I forget where he is in this one. Oh, so he's right here. 
the slot right there, they they run this like uh, they have a trips trips gun set. It's just like wide trips, <clears throat> and what happens here is again you have to work with this technique. So he he jams him with two hands, and what I always say about two hand shoots, you lock your hips, and it gets off balance because of it because it looks like his his outside hand gets gets uh, chopped down. It looks, it's chopped down right here, so now he's off balance because he shoot. When you're shooting your hands, your 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 hips are locked, and when he chops that hand down, you're not able to adjust with your hips. So that's why you get off balance, and. Also, if you're going to, I don't really see any steps forward for him. If you're going to shoot your hands, you better be really aggressive with it. You know, you can't be like more like passive. So it's a little bit too uh, passive two-hand shoots. You don't want to be in between, you know, a rock and a hard place. You're either going to be soft shoe and shoot your hands after you shuffle. Or if you're going to, if you're going to, you know, jam with, you know, your offhand, if you're going to jam with two hands, you better be aggressive in it. Um, because two-hand jams, you're really going to lock yourself in, lock your hips in. So you get to beat. Um, on this play, the, quarter, the receiver literally just falls down. He ends up with an interception. So, interception, but a bad play overall for for uh, for Harrison. Next play. This is a man rep on the inside. Okay, so this is better. This is better from him. Um, good good ball skills too. So you see how here, I don't necessarily I don't love him not getting his hands on. I like to see him kind of say more. Um, more root his feet down instead of hopping backwards. But the the thing that he does do well is he doesn't fall for that head fake. Um, it looks like he's looking down and low at his head at his hips, which is good. And he's staying square to him, which is good. Also, the other good thing about this too is um, is one keeping the hips square. Don't love like I said the the hop backwards. You see how as the receiver starts to break outwards on this like on this like again like another pick wheel. He notice he notices that the, the uh, receiver the last second bends around it. Bends around it. If you get hit right here, this is a huge play. So good change of your of your of your path right there at the last second. And he has a makeup speed. And he played and look, he's not he doesn't look back to the ball. He's beat right now. What does he do? Plays through the hands. This would probably this would most likely it's not the cleanest catch, but it, it would most likely be a catch if he doesn't play through the hands. So watch, I'll show you again. He's beat, he's beat, he's beat. The 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 guy flashes his hands. He plays through them. You know, he, he extends through them as best he can, works, gets his hands on there, and, and rips the fingers away, and it ends up falling incomplete. So good job by, by, uh, by Harrison right there. I like, I like that play for the most part. Uh, pass deflection versus Ertz right here. They were running cover three, cover six, whatever it may have been. Keeps his eyes into, into the backfield. Um, good job by him. Like I said, if you're going to do this like shuffle bail, you have to keep the – quarterback and the receiver the receiving threat in your line of vision you cannot be inside a uh, guy and Tremaine Johnson does that too much Clay, John, uh, Clay Johnson uh, Tremaine Johnson do that too much um, even Harrison did that at times but good job by him he goes to pass it off he sees that he's not going to pass it off so now you're my zone you are my man he gets his hands on as he gets his hands on he looks back to the ball he sees that the ball is coming he he uh he's able to to, to find the ball and he gets his hands on uh, and gets the pass deflection it's a little bit risky um to to do this but he is able to do it and it, it gets the uh the pass deflection ball falls incomplete so like i said he's he's interesting guy i definitely like the uh the uh this this kind of pickup that they made or trade that they made actually um, for what, a fifth round pick i believe it was sixth round pick whatever it was conditional something and uh where is he at oh very top right here 
Okay, she's on the very top. Again, it's a little bit of an exaggerated uh, false step. You see how as he false step, he's already leaning back. You don't want that. Uh, false steps are usually maybe a little bit to the horizontally or a little bit in front of them, but you don't want to see that exaggerated. It's a little bit exaggerated, so it puts him a little bit off balance, which I don't love. But he stays in his backpedal. You see he's staying square in his backpedal. There is potential, this guy. He's not just opening up. It does happen more on the outside with him, but uh, good job by him here. It's, it's, it's in a flash sometimes. But So gets his hands on, both hands on, and just matches and matches and matches him. And, and if, you're, if he's on you on a break, unless you're going to push off, he, he's, he's going to stick with you for the most part. Um, but good job staying square right there, getting your hands on that route and, and you know, stacking him. You see, you see I'm, I'm saying he's fighting to stay over top. He's, he's over top of this route. If a guy's over top of you on a deep route, it's not going to be the, the easiest to cut it, you know, inside of him, you know, maybe a back-breaking route um, or if he's over committing and playing too far over top and you can cut, you know, to the outside or to the inside, whatever it may be. Um, but the, good job by, by stacking him, staying on him, his hands on and, and matching that guy right there. So good, uh, good rep by Harrison. I have three more plays of him. We'll get into a little bit of uh, the other guys. I'll get a little bit into Farley. I don't have as many plays on him. Maybe I have like five or six. So you guys can get feels of some of the guys that we're getting. Uh, I don't think it's good to go in blind and just say, oh, yeah, I like the Farley pickup. I like the Harrison pickup. Why? <laughs> There's so, so many questions I just want to say. You, know, you ever do like the why game? Like, uh, not the why. It's not a game, but people that they answer questions, you say why. And they ask another one, why, why, why. And there's a lot of people who wouldn't be able to go deeper than, than, than just one why. Why do you like him? Oh, uh, well, uh, yeah, he's young and uh, the Colts fans liked him and uh, he has dreads. <laughs> it's like, okay. So top of the screen right here. Um, Harrison, you see him playing a little bit out, you know, on the on the outside. And this was, I believe, this was 2018. So these these two these these reps I'm showing versus the Eagles are actually over 2018. So he's showing some ability on the outside. So um, too frequently he will open his hips, but there are good examples. So again, a little bit exaggerated. Backpedal, backpedal. He's square. I do not like. I don't like pressing with no hands on. But if you trust your athleticism, uh, you better be right. So he uh, stays square as the corner goes to break or as the receiver goes to break outside boom shoots that right hand into the shoulder in front of the shoulder not behind the shoulder in front of the shoulder that that deflects it that that i mean if you shoot on the back it deflects it it kind of just rubs off if you're shooting in front obviously that that's that's uh you know stopping him so he gets that hand on extends it and runs with him and then obviously he you'd like to see him stay maybe a little bit more tight to his hips right here so i think he's he's working too hard to stay over top but at this point the receiver cuts inside of him and good job by him with this, um, with this, 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 this speed turn right here where it's, you're kind of like blind for a second that, that speed turn where a typical turn is like a flip of the hips. So it's like a little speed turn and you can see that left hand come out to find him. So he's blind, but he's using his hands right here. So if he wasn't cut inside now, he's maybe able to grab a little bit. He knows where he's going. If he's trying to work past that arm, he knows to continue deep. So good, good use of the hands right there um, in that route. And then staying with them, completely on him. He stuck him right there. So good, good man rep. Um, definitely for him. So next one. Where is he at? Uh, outside, uh, beaten zone, open too early. Okay, so this is where I talk about him. And that is not Hopkins. This is Hopkins, I believe. Regardless, doesn't matter. I think that's. Uh, is is this I think it's Kuti, uh, Kiki Kuti or whatever his name is on the top. So they are in a cover um they're in cover three. And the, this is what I say what his problem is is he he's committed right now to running deep. He does this too often where 
you know, I don't, I don't get it. Like he doesn't have the best long speed. He's not, he's not like T's Tabor slow, um, but he really commits early. And this, anything here is open. He's way too committed. He opens way too early right here. Um, so I just see him stay, stay more patient. If you want to shuffle, I don't, I don't love the shuffle because it's really hard to turn around and break outside um, if you're shuffling. But shuffle, you know, I, I can live with it. But opening up way too soon, he's, 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 he beat him already. He's done. So uh, way too easy for the, for the uh, receiver right there. So um, these last couple of games, he started his technique really went downhill and that he got benched, uh, you know, accordingly because of it. So Jets, he's a, he's a develop, developmental guy who definitely shows some nice things as I'm showing um, here. This is the play that got him benched. Uh, cover three, like I said, you do not want, you want to ask him to do simple things, not read things, and uh, they drop into cover three. For whatever reason, there's not even really a play fake. Well, there is a play action. He bites on that play action hard, and the receiver just runs over top of him uh, vertically for the touchdown. As a corner, as a linebacker, you need to play pass the run. As a defensive lineman, as an edge rusher, you play run to pass for the most part, obviously, unless it's a cover, uh, if it's a uh, two-gapping versus, versus penetrating, it's different, different roles with that. But he needs to play pass the run, especially when you're the deep, you're the deep guy. You're the deepest guy um, in that third of the field. You're responsible for it. You know, listen, shuffle backwards. If he, if he hands off, then you run in. But you cannot bite up like that. So bad play by him. He got benched after that. But that's my, uh, my mini film review on him, um, talking about some of the – the other guys, so like I said, it's a little bit surprising. Don't love the the Bennett Jackson signing. If he's a healthy, maybe he's a versatile guy. Um, I would I would like to see Cooper. Um, you know, if you if you took out these two guys right here and you added in Cooper and Skandrick, I'm gonna be much more happy, or I would be much more happy. So I don't love the bottom of this depth chart. Like I said, keeping ten offensive linemen didn't love it. Don't love um, not keeping um, Kindred instead of Rontez here. I also didn't like keeping. Um, the uh, McClellan guy over Burgess, but you know, you can't predict everything. You can't get everything you want. So the safety is no surprise with uh, Jamal Adams, Marcus May, Rontez Miles seemed like a shoe in. They, they, they really do like him. He's voted a captain of the team who, by the way, I think if I'm not, let me, I think there's six. So let me not, I'm trying not to screw this up. I mean, it's Jamal Adams, Sam Darnold, uh, Rontez Miles, Steve McClendon, Kelvin Beecham, and uh, there's one more guy that I am missing. I know it's four. So you have you have you have Darnold and Beecham on on offense. I know it's two two offense. There's there's a uh, Miles. Oh oh Miles Adams McClendon, and I forget who the fourth guy is. I'm blanking out on who that who that fourth guy is. I'm gonna remember it as soon as I as soon as I uh, get off of this. Of 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 course because that is. Um, what happens? Oh, Mosley. Yeah, I think it's Mosley. Okay. Yeah, it's Mosley, I believe. So those are your six captains. Um, and looking at the, uh, safeties, I don't know why I just got onto that. Uh, Jamal Adams, Marcus May, um, Farley, I thought it was a really good pickup. And one of the first things I do, if, if you go to somebody's, or if you go to, um, the other, the, op- the opposing team or not the opposing team, but in a different team. And uh, you look at their reactions to guys getting cut. You kind of see um, if they think too highly. Now that's not if that backs up by film. Yeah, that's great. Obviously, you can't just go like quit off of that because if if you think that the Jets cutting Greg Dortch was like them cutting, you know, uh, Robbie Anderson or something like that. But uh, uh, the 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 freaking front office and everything came out and talked about Farley how great he is in terms of the locker room and things like that. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, 
eight plays on him. So a nice little eight play, short little review. At first, I played his, I, I spelled his name wrong, so that's why it's spelled wrong at the top. But uh, it's just he's a. Oh, let me. I, I should start. I'm gonna start doing that too. Uh, Farley. Okay, five eleven, two hundred five, four four five forty time. He could definitely run. Um, he's not. I'll get into his weaknesses, but he could definitely run in a straight line. Uh, backup last year. Um, first, I think he's healthy for the first five games. When 2017, he started. He had like 90 tackles, a couple interceptions last year. He was a backup, um, but he got injured like week five with a wrist injury. So it was nothing with his legs. It wasn't an ankle. It wasn't an MCL, ACL. So he injured his wrist. It's not a huge deal, but it was season end, uh, ending. So he only had 19 tackles and one interception. Uh, 2017, uh, 98 tackles, two interceptions. Uh, I don't know if he was in the league in 2016, but he's he's a, he's a relatively young player, guy who can still develop. He played like he played a different position in in uh college as well i believe he started playing uh, receiver and then transitioned over into safety which he really does not look like a receiver but i can understand uh harrison much more than him but it is what it is uh strengths um and these were pretty prominent so i have more weaknesses than strengths but these the strengths are pretty prominent uh for the most part uh sh- strength overall good tackler he does miss a tackler too uh, though overall uh versatile speed for size block shedding big hit big big hitter for sure um acceleration tough uh his range is okay he plays the ball well so i think those are some of those things like i said i didn't do full-blown film reviews the bad i think he's a little bit tight hipped so man coverage can be limited at times um with with shiftier guys his deep coverage is just okay i would like to see better instincts uh staying over top in deep coverage has some lapses in run game or the pass game some brain farts for sure um can be over aggressive in the run game which i think i'll show or maybe i won't um but there's some times where he'll be like containing the edge and then he'll shoot in on the play action and the quarterback will roll out or he'll take too aggressive at an angle and miss or something like that. Um, he's a split second, slow to pick up things in coverage, which can, which we can put himself out of position. He has some decent range, but because he's not, he doesn't have great range. If he's a, if he's slow mentally, even for just a split second, he won't get there. So that's one of his issues where he's a, he's, he's a good runner, but uh, he's, he's a little bit slow to process for somebody. Obviously he's new to the position. So it's going to happen. Um, has to be careful lunging into two-handed punches and press. I saw that multiple examples of him. Uh, we'll tackle. We'll miss a tackle or two to do to overaggressiveness. Already said that. Can look uh, into backfield for too long uh, while in coverage. Some of the different things I noted. I, I could have noticed more coverages, but he played in deep one. He played in deep two. He played in deep four. He, he was using shallow zones. He was used a blitz. Um, he was using cover six. He was used as a robber. He was used as a buzz defender. Um, he was used as a cla- as a cloud defender or not a cloud defender, but a curl the flat. Um, he played in man, he played in the box, he played edge show. They use them everywhere. So that's, that's good. Nice versatile piece. Um, he's right here. Like I said, it's really easy to see guys with dreads right here on the edge and, um, fills the, uh, fills this, the C gap takes on the block, stacks them. And you, you see the strength right here, just extend lateral step away, tackle. He's a, like, I'll, I'll play in full speed. You're gonna see he's a, he's a good tackler, a nice aggressive guy. Um, to add to that, to that front seven, I, I think you're going to see him a lot in the box with the Jets. And I think he's going to be the replacement linebacker type guy. That, that's, that's what I think is going to happen. You're going to see a lot of big nickel looks, and then uh, and if not big nickel, if they bring in three receivers, four receivers, you're going to see some big dime looks. But I think you're going to see a lot of three safety looks with the Jets this year. Um, next one, beat for touchdown. Let's see what this one is. So he is here. Oh yeah, I remember this for Hewerman or whatever the hell his name is. So. Like I said, there's some. He has some mental lapses. One, he's too uh, he's too far um, outside for me. It looks like they're running uh, they're running cover one. They're running cover one hole 
um, with the with the one defender being over the the uh, the, the, the strong side of this formation. We're gonna figure you know there might be a guy running deep. Um, so his his problem on the bottom right there is one. Okay, yeah, he he opens up early. I'm I'm, I'm okay with with this in the scenario, but his problem is gearing down right there. So this whole thing, you see him like looking into the backfield. He's not in my eyes. He's looking into the backfield, and he gets he gets you know beat with that that stutter and hesitation to the inside and then the other thing that's bad about this play is um, one like I said if he's opening up at this point if you're opening up get over top of him you want to you want to see him get his hands on get over top of him keep your get your hips a little bit more square to him um, don't just open up and just let him do whatever he wants the stutter gets him so the gear down is the problem there as well and then you see how he starts looking back to the quarterback I would say and it's true no matter what people think when you're looking back to the quarterback, you're one. You're not your angle's not going to be the best because you don't know where the guy is going. You're you're blind for a second, and you can't run as fast as your head to the side like that. And then the other issue too is which he I guess at this point he has to go for it all, um, but he goes up with with the one hand right there. Um, which in this scenario, it's the only, you're not going to make the tackle anyway, so I'm not going to kill him on that. But uh, he lets up a big big touchdown on that play. So there are mental lapses. You know, you're not getting guys off the waiver wire who are fantastic, but I I do think he could. Uh, Develop into a nice third, uh, you know, third safety role for the Jets and the Saints. Clearly, I mean, the uh, Colts had clearly had a tough time cutting him and thought really highly of him, both on the field and off the field. Um, man coverage right here, he's better at man coverage. Um, I, I would think, like I said, there's a lot of guys who can who can't think a lot but are good in man. Um, but this this play was not good. Like I said, he has mental lapses. So he's over top of the guy. I I would see more of a wide, really narrow base right here, uh, and. I would say, you know, see him stay again. Just like with double, any, any double moves, you, you have to stay on that upfield shoulder. You have to stay on that near shoulder, upfield shoulder on this play because what happens is here, now if he was to, to stay more patient, stay on the upfield shoulder, and if he was to break inside of this, and then he would, and then this receiver is a cutback outside like he does on this whip route, he'd have to work through Farley. Or Farley would have a, a contact point. It, it's, I don't know if it's Farley or Farley. I'm calling him Farley for now. If, if Farley, if he had to work through Farley, Farley would have a point of contact to bring him back to the outside, almost like a slingshot. But because he, one, he see you're gonna see how he breaks inside. He's trying to jump it, looks inside. Now he's now he's lit to react to the to the to him breaking out on the on the whip. So he needs to stay on the upfield shoulder. Needs to when you're when you're not on the receiver, keep your eyes on the receiver. When you're on the receiver, you can you can take your eyes off a little bit. Obviously depending, but uh, he gets beat right there on that on that whip. So uh, let's see the next one. And after that, we're pretty much done. Good, uh, good, decent show. I uh, hope you guys enjoy this one with some different film from a bunch of different guys. So, um, interception for Farley here as the – I forget. I don't know what I labeled this. I'm gonna have to, I know I labeled this something. I'm going to I'm gonna have to watch it a ton of times again to uh, – uh, you know what? No, I probably labeled it cover six. So you're going to have like man in the bottom with like uh, where he, he it's like press cover six. So he's going to, he's going to take him as he has the deep area of the field and he's, he's working vertically in his zone. So he's going to take him. It's at least what it looks like um, to me. Hold on. I got to call real quick. I'm just going to pause it for a second. All right. Sorry. Let me bring that play back up. So I say cover six uh, Farley and is in the middle and he, and he takes uh, this receiver because he's, he's working um, obviously into his zone. And as he breaks, you know, past, you know, 10, 15, you know, yards down the field, that that's, that's, that's his match right there. Um, he's able to stay over top of it, gets his hands inside, and then is able to, to run with him. 
gets the tip with that right hand right there and intercepts it. I'll get the better view. Tip, which is a little bit risky. And then interception as he covers Graham. So he's able to run with Graham. So good job by him with that interception. Um, Farley man on Graham again. All right, right here on the bottom. Or sorry, the right side of the screen. So this is, this is risky, but he's able to do it because Graham doesn't really do anything. See that jump split? Jump split, jump split. You're not, is he balanced right here? No, he's not. Um, and he's unbalanced and he hops and shoots two hands. That's, that's a little bit sketchy, but he is able to get his hands on. He has strong hands. He's a strong guy. And he's able to stay on top of him. You see how he's, uh, he's, he's stacking them on top of him, stack them, stack them, stack them, hand inside, and he stays with the route. So good, uh, good coverage by, by him. Uh, a little bit risky in the beginning. Uh, next one, I got three more plays of him, and that's it for this show for the most part. Near interception, he's right here. Like I said, I love the dread look. Bring the dreads back. So he's a man coverage on the running back. Um, he, he's angling off, you know, you know outside. Um, at this point, if he has to cut inside, he has to cut through some traffic, so he's angling off outside. And he sees the running back breaking outside, and he's going to undercut the route. That's really all it is. So um, stay, you know, stay square to him, angles off a little bit, angles off, angles off. Um, like I said, it would have been difficult for him to cut back inside, but there is traffic in, inside here. There's also a linebacker, so he's playing a little bit um, with knowledge, he has knowledge that he's, he has inside help. Um, he sees him breaking outside, look back for the ball. He undercuts it. Should have made the pick. It would have been a tough pick, but good job undercutting that route right there and nearly getting a pick for him. So, like I said, there's good, there's good examples of multiple things from him. Um, Farley tackle. I have two tackles from him coming up. Like I said, I'm just going to enforce that. I think he's a good tackler. He's, he's a versatile guy. He could play a bunch of different things. See right here. So he's containing the he's containing the edge or he's blitzing off the edge regardless run blitz pass blitz, um, which aren't really that much different to be completely honest. It's like blitzing when you run blitzing when you pass, or if you see run you blitz it. There's a bunch of different looks, but he's coming off the edge right here. He sees the the running back on the interior gap on this uh, what's going to be like a one back power it looks like, and as he sees the running back cut back, uh, 84 which is actually Griffin. Um, Obviously, isn't able to contain as well. Which Griffin you want to see him say higher here. This is this is a learning example for both for just Griffin. If if he's gonna run interior, stay high because by the time he by the time he works to him, he, the running backs are going to be here. So stay in front of him here. If he has to work under you know underneath them, the running back should be gone. Maybe he gets in on a tackle if it's a gang tackle, but uh, not a great block by or block by Griffin. Um, hesitation inside boom tackle and he's a hard hitter there's something i didn't bring up a ton of examples of it because i don't i don't need to show you hard hitting but he's a hard hitter the last play of the review all right uh this is actually on bell i think this is really the only reason i did this so he's actually in man coverage on i believe 81 was jesse james i, I think he's on the lions now so he's in man coverage he's going to match him and you see it as as that's happening, he looks into the backfield to see if his run is coming. He sees the he sees the uh, the handoff at the mesh point. He uh, penetrates upfield and makes a tackle on Le'Veon Bell. So you have some you have some now jet on jet crime right here. So uh, good job. So interesting player, a couple of interesting guys. I really do like the the additions of Farley, and I like the additions of um, uh, Farley and frickin' Harrison. I also like Franklin. I don't love. Like I said, I don't like the, the cuttings or the releasing of Burgess and Kindred. Don't love keeping 10 offensive linemen. I don't love, um, you know, having only five corners. 
I want them to sign Skandrick. You know, I'd like to see them keep Cooper, but for the most part, you know, it is what it is. Uh, maybe they make a move the next couple of days. Maybe they, they wait to see how week one goes and then make a move. I don't, I don't necessarily know. Um, but going back into the other guys who are on the team, I'm not, not going to bring it back up, but Lackland Edwards beat Dar. I don't really think there's a great competition there. I think Edwards has been very consistent for us. Keep him around. He's here. Um, the long snapper is Hennessy. Um, suspended, you have, which I'll get to the other guy who like, you know I'm missing, is Copeland who comes back. And you'll most likely see, you know, some, obviously you're going to see somebody go and Copeland. Uh, I, mean, I mean, Copeland and Herndon will come back after, what, the first four weeks. Uh, reserve non-football injury versus Blessed Austin and Jalen Morris are still on the team. Uh, the kicker, this is one, this is one uh, kind of ding against Joe Douglas. I don't, I don't think he handled this situation, to be completely honest, very well. Um, you had competition for a punter who's been punting well, but then you didn't have competition for first. At first, Catanzaro, who was god-awful. I'm not sure if he was here when Douglas came here. But then even if you didn't have competition for, um, for uh, Bertolette when he was terrible, so there was no competition. And then there was guys out there. Um, listen, Myers, the whole thing, it's a couple million dollars. Maybe they should have signed him. But I, for the people who are banking on him to be a pro ball type guy, um, when he was like a career like high 70s kicker and last year was like a low 90s, he's in regress to the means, I believe. So he's not going to be as good. So I understand I'm not wanting to pay him. My, me personally, I would actually see Andre Roberts because he's always been, you know, good to, to above average. So um, I would see resign him more than, than Myers, my personal opinion. But, you know, uh, the guy from the Packers, I look to see, who was almost about to beat out Crosby. So I think he's a good kicker. Um, now with Kari uh, Vedvik, he was, he's, uh, I think, second year. Uh, last year, he was like 14 for 14 in the preseason for the, um, for the Ravens. He was kicking well this early in the preseason. That's why some teams drew interest. interest. He was kicking, you know, he's kicking every single field goal he hit. He went to the, Vikings, I believe he was one for four uh, with like a couple missed extra points in there. So they traded a fifth round pick for him and cut him. Um, this guy, listen, <clears throat> the Jets are going to be in a ton of close games this year. They're not going to blow teams out all the time. They, they'll, they'll have a blowout or two. I think they'll blow out a team or two. Uh, maybe the Dolphins or the Bengals or the Giants, whoever it may be. But there's been a lot of games, like even like this first game against the Bills, um, that's going to most likely be, be a close game. If you're down 22 to 20 and you have to win a, field, a kick a field goal to win the game and Vedvik comes up, are you going to be confident in a guy who's blowing kicks all the time with pressure in him in Minnesota? Now, obviously, Brant Boyer has confidence in him and saw something that he could fix him. Um, so this is the kicker we're rolling with. I do not like it. Um, I think there's other guys out there. You know, Matt Bryant was out there. Uh, obviously, he wasn't, you know, 100% confident in him going back to the Falcons. They could have signed him months ago, and he's a guy who's very consistent throughout his career. So I'd much rather have Bryant, the guy from the Packers, or somebody else. But um, Or maybe even Ross Martin. What the hell? I don't know why he wasn't brought in to kick at all, which is crazy. But uh, Vedvik is our guy. He has a – he's really, really – people are really, really high on him in 2018 and in the beginning of this camp, and then he came in with the Vikings and blew it. Um, not to you know make a pun on my last name, but this is this is one situation where I believe Joe Douglas mishandled this this kicking situation. Um, if they lose games because of kicking, it's it's going to go on his on his you know honeymoon phase. I get it. I like Douglas a lot. I like a lot of what he's doing, but I'm, we're not going to love every single move he makes. I'm not going to just you know blow smoke up his ass because he's highly touted, and I do really really like him. But this is one situation I think that they've mishandled. Um, so now you have this this guy coming in who just cut off another team who traded for him. So they had an incentive to keep him. If anything, now he's our kicker. So um, it is what it is. I hope you guys enjoyed the show on you know Harrison and seeing Franklin and and seeing Farley and seeing these guys. Uh, so like I said, it takes a lot of work obviously to record all this film. 
a five-star uh, rating and a review is, is fantastic. Even if you listen on or you watch on YouTube, just go and do that for me. It, uh, even if you just listen on the YouTube uh, or if you just listen on the podcast, just go and subscribe to YouTube. I, I would greatly appreciate all of that. I don't know. I just froze a little bit. Um, I'll be back in a day or two with Coleman. We're going to do an off-season recap of his thoughts on everything that's happened with the Jets off-season as well as previewing week one against the Buffalo Bills. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I'll see you soon.